All right, we have our first guest of the day from Heroes Expo. From Zero Comics, we have... Bill Giancoli. How you doing? Good, how are you guys doing? Very good. You want to tell the audience a little bit about your books? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Zero Comics, we've been around for a little over a year now. We're actually, I think we had our year anniversary. It was nice. We cuddled a little bit by the fire and uh, talked about our books. <laughs> and uh, no, we have, we have two titles right now with two issues each, uh, Ashes and Gears. And we're working on our third title, Earthbound, uh, which will be coming out probably around Christmas. Um, and I'll be honest with you, um, our comics are different. Uh, we definitely go for a more sardonic, kind of uh, almost slapstick uh, kind of humor uh, with these. And uh, But we try to put a little wit into all of them. So uh, I think they're, right now our two titles, Ashes and Gears, are like 16 and up. Uh, and rightly so. There is some choice language and some other things in there. Uh, it's kind of our outlet uh, for everything that you know we kind of like. Um, I don't know. We we tend to like to uh, be a little edgy, and uh, the best way to describe it is gears. Gears is a cross between uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia meets iRobot, and uh, so <laughs> we're like, it's about an out-of-date robot who's trying to make his way in a world where. Uh, Artificial intelligence has kind of dominated uh, is the dominant species, and they're kind of throwing humans to the side. Uh, so we, we deal with a lot of, like, it's great. We kind of deal with some political issues and social issues, but we put it under the guise of a heavy-drinking robot and his best friend who's a toaster. So... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, you know, and it's fun because we, we there's, like, no limits to uh, uh, my uh, friend and you know the artist on it, Chris Bell, who's a fantastic artist, and uh, he's just very clever in a lot of different mediums that he does. He's really good about bringing um, the art to life. And you know, when we were talking about this, he kind of said, "Hey, I have this robot drawing that he really liked." And so, what can you do with it? And I go, "Is he best friends with the toaster?" And he goes, "I think he could be." And it just from there, it kind of went, you know, went off. And we were like, "Hey, what do these guys drink a lot?" And we're like, "Okay, yeah, that works." And it was funny; we were drinking beers at the time, so yeah, I wonder if that had some. Um, and then our second title is Ashes, and Ashes is, we were sitting around one day, and uh, you know, the economy was pretty bad at the time, and uh, we said, hey, wouldn't it be funny if uh, the Grim Reaper lost his job? And uh, so we, <laughs> we don't know why we thought that was funny at the time, but again, beer was involved. And uh, <laughs> so we were like, yeah, it'd be great if the Grim Reaper uh, ends up uh, getting laid off. Uh, due to human ingenuity, and uh, so he now has an eternity of trying to figure out and also get revenge on the doctor who has cured most diseases. So uh, what's really, uh, Ashes is definitely kind of, if you're religious, stay away from Ashes, because uh, I've studied religion and philosophy for a while, uh, so I like to bring in a lot of uh, things that I've studied, and uh, so uh, his one of his, <laughs> the guy who takes over for Grimm is actually Jesus. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and we envision Jesus as a hipster from Vermont. So he's wearing the Birkenstocks, and you know, um, he even wears he has a mug with uh, WWJD on it. Uh, so <laughs> what would Jose do? Is the what we are. Um, but so we definitely again we go ashes is more um, much more simplistic take on the art, but very again very stylistic. Uh, some of our favorite characters in Ashes is Buddha, who's the human resources director. And, um, you know, so we, we, it's great to, like, bring all these, like, 
familiar uh, mythological like uh, characters and people throughout religion and kind of then take the afterlife and we kind of said well what if the afterlife is really like five to, you know it's not heaven it's so much you're, you're working nine to five just like you were in real life be kind of a drag and so we kind of like take that angle with those stories so uh, Ashes 2 tends to be our most popular title right now um, and our third title is actually going to be totally different we're going to go we're going very serious we're doing uh, more like a quantum leap meets what dreams may come and uh, we a little much more action-packed and um, much more deeper as far as you know how things work in a, more of a different like afterlife realm. Um, so you know we we have a lot of things coming out. We're still new to the biz. We're trying to get our name out there. We're trying to do our best. We're showing up on comic stores here and there in the upstate New York, and we're just you know plugging away. And uh, you know our responses have been positive from people. So you know that's a good thing. Uh, we try to listen to the positive over the negative. I mean, there's some people who are like you know this is just silly. Um, that was my mom. Um, actually, <laughs> so it was, it was. So it's it's interesting, you know. And, and thank you guys for you know let me have the time to oh, glad to uh, put that in there. Um, now, before we went live on the mics, and I don't know, uh, Helen, I'm sure you want me to talk about it. You do your own podcast. Yes, we do. We um, I, I actually do. I uh, work with uh, Myron Rumsey. Uh, we do the podcast of Boa. He actually runs the blog of Boa, uh, which has like over, I can't even imagine how many he has right now. I know he hit like the million mark uh, last year with like viewers or people reading his blog. And uh, he's, uh, we're now uh, going into, because we started on the, <laughs> I remember the fateful day, we started on the release of the Green Lantern movie. And he had the blog before that. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he had his um, he had his blog beforehand. And I said, "Hey, you ever thought about doing a podcast?" And we're like, "Let's start on the movie because it's going to be awesome." Um, <laughs> so three hours of us bitching what went wrong with it. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Are you guys uh, swearing? Oh, no, yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, we realized we're like, man, we should have maybe, you know, picked a you know much tighter topic. But we're both still in love with uh, Green Lantern, and we've been going since the movie, and it's been great. We've uh, had great interviews with uh, Giancarlo Volpe and Jim Krieg of the animated series. Uh, Aaron Cooter, Van Jensen, uh, Robert Banditti, and um, Ethan Van Skyver. We're still getting closer and closer to the holy grail of um, Jeff Johns. So, yeah, we're like, you know, uh, he doesn't, you know, respond to our emails right now, uh, nor does he like us staring at it out his window, but he, like, you know. <laughs> it's just rude. I don't know why. You know, it's a, need to be more receptive, stalkers. I don't. Yeah, I know. I mean, you know, I. So we wear wigs, and you know, <laughs> the email might have said something about want to wear your skin. I don't know, but uh, no, we try to keep it very. Uh, uh, the podcast is great. We try to keep it on time. You can get it on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, and I think even now we're on iHeartRadio. Uh, so we can do that, and uh, it's it's just fun. Um, you know, we get to try to do it. As of late, we've been about. We used to be like bi. Wait, what's bi monthly? Is that twice a month? So we're doing so. twice a month. There so basically, twice a month on like sometimes we'll do like once a month, uh, depending on what's going on. 
but there's just so many events in the Green Lantern and there's so many books right now uh, that it's great and we have a group, very active Facebook community a lot of people are in it and we do a lot of special events uh, on our 50th episode we actually did a live uh, YouTube event where people were actually coming in and hanging out with us and talking to us and some of the people that listen to us it was it was kind of cool um, yeah it's, it's if you check us out it's a podcast Ebola don't get it confused with Overeaters Anonymous um, which we found out that was our biggest competition for <laughs> irony right so we <laughs> like, uh, I was like I need that so um, so there's podcast of OA and you can find it on iTunes you can find us on Stitcher and iHeartRadio or just check out the blog of OA um, which is you know uh, the blog site where Myron's great about keeping up the articles and stuff like that and uh, keep writing good stuff outstanding no. I'm assuming when you go home you're going to go to that oh I'm going yeah <laughs> I know I saw you with the you know, Green Lantern sweatshirt and I was like alright that's, like, yeah. that's my thing now the big question with those Green Lantern guys who's your guy you know that comes up frequently, and also comes into fights. Uh, you know, a lot of times. Uh, I'm a John Stewart guy. Uh, you know. Um, All right, shut the mics off. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 are you a Howe guy? I am actually a Kyle Rayner guy. Oh, you're a Kyle Rayner. Yeah. See, you wouldn't go over well on our show because uh, you know it was funny. We were just talking about like uh, uh, Myron. You know, he's. I hope he doesn't hear this episode because it's. uh, I'm gonna say uh, he's 50 years old, so he's been reading since the Silver Age, Uh, and uh, literally, you know, it's a good exaggeration, but he um, he basically uh, he's always been a how guy, so he was part of the. uh, was it Heat? Oh, boy. Yeah, the Heat that, like, when Kyle Rayner came along, he, like, was on this, like, group that, like, was petitioning to bring back Kyle and, or bring back Hal. And uh, I thought that was interesting. I never got that deep. Um, Neither did I. And, Sean, you look extremely puzzled. Heat <laughs> was a group because they, they switched Green Lanterns out and brought in a new guy. Okay. And Heat, if they, what came around today, would be classified as a terrorist organization. They were militant. They were crazy. There were death threats, I believe. To it was. It was from what Meyer was telling me. I was like, I was. You know, it's funny when you like, you know, talk. I talk to Meyer. He was the sweetest, nicest guy. And I'm like, God, you were like, you were in the shit, right? And he's like, he's like, he's like, I don't want to talk about it. You know, and it's like, it's, it's like, like being in Vietnam. Yeah, it, was like, it was like, wow. It was like, wow. That's that's pretty heavy. I uh, I didn't get that. And then, and it's funny because you know, I'll say I like John Stewart, and I only like John Stewart because. And, you know, I didn't even grow up with the... I was a little too old for the, you know, to get into the Justice League cartoons. I am now with children. But the Justice League cartoons where they would use... They would feature Jon Stewart. I just found him more of a tragic character. And I like... I tend to gravitate towards tragic characters. Um, But, yeah, it's funny. We constantly on our Facebook and everything, we get into, like, who's your guy? And you have the Guy Gardner fans. And you have the, you know, the Kyle Rayners and the John Stewart. So now everybody's like Simon Bass, you know. And, yeah, and then, you know, and there's, you know, <laughs> QI roll here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't pick up well. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm no. not a Bass guy at all. I, you know, I, I don't see enough of them to really... You know, go either way, but I mean, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> the mask is a little weird. I don't yeah, know if I like the mask. Kind of go gives an S and M feel to it. Yeah. Right, you know, <laughs> it is a little bit of an S and M. Well, it's like Blees, you know, on uh, in the Red Lanterns, you know. Um, God knows, you know, I'm, I'm 
my son's only three right now, but when he's a teenager, I'm going to have to hide some of those comics because I don't know <laughs> if I can handle it. Uh, <laughs> So, I mean, now, what do you guys generally on your uh, Geek Pod? I was checking out the website, but you guys pretty much cover everything, right? Yeah, uh, it's basically just geek centric. Fantastic. Geek life. Geek yeah, is chic. Right? Yeah, we have uh, Paul and Hugh, our other, we have, we have four hosts at any time. So, it's the two of us who mainly do it. We have two of the guys that aren't here today. Paul's kind of a more of a comic book geek. geek. I'm a sports geek. I sports through and through. Fantastic. Um, and then our other ho- co-host, or I guess you call him boss, uh, Gary Wiggins. He's kind of a, a zombie geek. He's like he's waiting for the zombie apocalypse to hit the, hit yeah, the world. Yeah, he wants it to happen. Yeah, he's he's hoping it'll happen. Yeah, see, that's not that's because yeah. we all think it's gonna go down pretty cool, yeah, you know. Cool. But right. but then we find out they're the fast running zombies, and then we're all screwed. Yeah, right. <laughs> like well, at least I am. I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah. And then our, our last host is uh, Hugh, who's also kind of a comic book. Uh, I think he's he calls himself an all-purpose geek. Yeah, he's, he's the one that's doing all the the reviews and stuff on the website. Oh, okay. I love that sound. Just so you know. Yeah, yeah, right. no, that's, yeah you got your remix. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna play like, hey, Can you refill my vitamin water? Right. Um, <laughs> no. It, it's good to have like that good round. I think it's funny because you know we're we're now getting into a time in our culture where you know geek is being redefined. And before it was you know it was almost like a slur you know that you would say you would call somebody a geek. But now it's like everybody geeks out about something. And it was funny you were saying you're a sports geek. I'm a huge sports fan. And uh, what's your football team, real quick? Colts. Colts. I've been a Colts. I've been a Colts fan since Dickerson was there. So. All right. I'm an Eagles fan. So you know <laughs> we won't talk about that. Like. The pass interference this year, but uh, <laughs> but uh, you know it's funny you have the um, you, you, you know you look at geek and it was funny I had this friend of mine who was sitting there and he's like yeah he goes you see the new Gotham show and everything and I'm like yeah and he's like ah, I live all the Arkham Asylum games and everything on video games I'm like hey you know I have this new uh, trade of the Batman with the Court of Owls check it out it's a really good story and he goes no I'm not into that geeky stuff like that and then I'm like oh so what are you doing this weekend oh I'm going to the Cardinals and it's like Cardinals game in St. Louis and he has like he really has the Cardinals hat on the Cardinals shirt the Cardinals jacket and everything I'm like dude you're geeking out you don't really yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are a geek <laughs> you just you just don't want to be defined in it and I think but now you're seeing that paradigm shift in the culture where you're seeing many more females in there you're seeing you know people are realizing that yeah you're a comic book guy you're a video game guy you're zombie geek and that's a new one for me but you know that's you know everybody's has their interest and their passion and that's really what it is geek is passion and that's you know I think that's really cool and that's that's kind of why we decided to do this because you know Paul and I have known each other three years but we met at school um, and just became fast friends and him and I were talking one day he's like well, we should do something about just a podcast about stuff that we're excited about and call it Geekbot because because like you said it's it's now it's, it's, it's a different definition now before when you were you know we were in high school yeah. The, term, the, term, the term geek was a derogatory term. Right, right, right. But now, like you said, people are, people geek about stuff they don't even realize that they're geeking out about. And that's what, and that's kind of why we decided to do this, because we decided there's people out there that 
geek out about something they don't realize about it. And if somebody if somebody else is a geek, is geeking out about the same things, they might say, well, okay, that's not a bad term anymore. I'm no. the same way. So that's the reason why we decided to, to do this and just kind of get our voices out there and say, you know, it's not a bad thing anymore to be, to be considered a geek. Oh, no, it's it's passionate. It means you're passionate. Geek is a sentiment for passion. And geek is chic right now. And I think, you know, a lot of people, and I, I think, I hope it continues to stay in that uh, realm because, you know, uh, being an educator, I see that in school, and, it, and it's funny, you know, geek isn't really, I mean, it's great seeing the young kids who are walking around in high school with the, they have their comics out, they have their, you know, and it was like, you know, I remember when I was in high school, showing my friends, like, my sketches of what I thought would be cool superheroes, and they're like, okay, you're 15, man, don't you want to, you know, go out and meet some girls? And I'm like, well, I can just draw a really nice girl. Um, <laughs> but but nowadays, that kid that's at school does that stuff, uh, you, the girls now, I think, are more attracted to that person because he's a little more he's a little more artistic. He, he, he might be a little more passionate. I think people become more become more attracted to that. Absolutely, and I think that's you know I, I sometimes I wish I could go back and then I remember high school and I was like oh, all right no no but uh, you know <laughs> I got enough acne as is I don't need to you know grease it but. Uh, no, I think you know. I think that's a great thing that you guys are doing here with the podcast. I think it's great to have a nice general geek podcast. I think a lot of people can get into that because I, I you know, I have a wide range of interests. So, you know, to ever say that, you know, um, that I'm either a comic geek or a movie geek or whatever, uh, you know, I'm just a geek. I'm just passionate about a lot of cool like pop culture stuff and things of that nature. And uh, even this shirt, it's funny. I'm wearing a shirt with a big Z on it because zero comics. But this is a this is actually a pulled pork sandwich in Kansas City. It has no superhero or anything, you know, uh, my wife was in work at Kansas City and she got the Z-Boy sandwich and she brought me back a shirt. That's outstanding. Yeah, so a lot of people are like, what's that superhero? I'm like, it's a pulled pork sandwich. Right. <laughs> it's sandwich guy. Yeah, it's a sandwich guy, yeah. Yeah, throw some coleslaw on me, I'm ready to go. Yeah, that's a Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, well, you know. Uh, but uh, again, gentlemen, thank you. Uh, you know, I'm Bill Giancoli, I'm from Zero Comics. Uh, and that's, I should say, ZeroComics.com is actually Z-E-R and the O's are zeros. Um, <laughs> a way to get around the whole, you know, uh, the other Zero Comics that really isn't doing anything is just sitting there taking up space. Uh, so we put, uh, kind of like Geek was the three, yeah, two, three. See, you, you got to make it difficult. That's what yeah, it is. You make it difficult for people to get to your site. Yeah. Everything is a link now, people. Let's, you know, let's face it. You know, so um, again, thank you guys. That was, you know, this was fantastic. Fantastic. Well, thanks for stopping by. All right. We'll catch up again with you later on. All right. All right. Thank you. All right. We're back in, and our contest winner is here. Thank you again. Jack, you want to introduce yourself? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm new to this. Hello, everybody. My name is Jack Horman. I'm from Syracuse, New York. I'm 26 years old, and I'm a diehard uh, Batman fan. He also likes long walks on the beach. And, <laughs> and a little uh, sex on the beach or uh, Ooh, He means like the that. drink. No, the drink, drink, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, it's okay. You okay. can get away with saying whatever you want. Yeah, we are, okay. we're, yeah, we're not a, we're a family-friendly friendly podcast, but believe you me, the F bomb flies when we're yeah. all recording. Okay. As as we're family friendly, as long as it's like 18 plus. Usually. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. do we get to play the full house theme song right now? No. No, no, let's, no. Let's, let's, no. Let's, no, 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 we're talking full house theme song. We gotta, you're going to go Bob Saget. Yeah. We're going to go Bob Saget. Stand up. Oh, dirty Bob Saget. Oh, He's yeah. a dirty man. Very dirty. I was. <laughs> Danny Tanner can swear. And I was shocked. Because you've grown up, you watch full house. Everybody knows full house. You know Danny Tanner. Clean cut. And then you watch his stand up. 
stand up, and it is one hundred eighty percent different. I got scared. Yeah, and the funny part about it is, I heard him in Parson and Penguins. Yeah, I just watched that, and that was the first time I heard him swear, and I was just like. That's what you're thinking. You're thinking, you know, you're thinking, you're looking, you're thinking, little Michelle, and you're, you know, I'm thinking, that's not Danny Tanner. I'm sorry. Was, was, and again, yeah. little Michelle. I got some pictures I can show you. Michelle's not little anymore. No, she's definitely not little anymore. I'm not gonna lie. There's a show on After Full House called Two of a Kind. I had a major crush on Mary Kate Olsen because she was the town boy. She liked the sports. I was like, this is a girl I would like to marry someday. Ashley was the pretty girl because she was all in the makeup, but Mary Kate Olsen was. Pretty hot. I remember yeah. that show. It was that, yeah, okay, I remember that show. One season. No yep. idea. Yeah. Single dad, same yep. premise, but um, yeah, it was pretty exactly. good. Yep. He fell in love with a babysitter, I think, on the other first season. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah. I guess yeah. I just watched it recently. <laughs> <laughs> I just not There's a whole subset of porn about that. I guarantee you there's a whole subset of porn about that. That's a different show, though. Yeah, and what was it? Um, Stephanie Tanner, I guess she got into drugs or something? Yep, yeah, yeah, she was addicted to like heroin or something like that. Big into, uh, you guys know way more about Full House than Oh, no, no, no. I just read the news, man. Yeah, this is news. Yeah, I don't do that. I don't know. Hold my. Alright, back on topic. And on that note. <laughs> oh, there is no topic. We just bounce uh, around like crazy. Yeah. No. So did you get a chance to uh, check out the, the show before you came over? So hi. I did, I did. Standing. Um, I saw some comics that I actually liked. I might have to take a look again when I leave. Um, I have a you know, collection. Of course, they're Batman, basically, because I'm biased. But The Killing Joke, um, Ark Asylum, Halloween, all that stuff. Um, my brother also, for last Christmas, because um, you want to go a little deeper into the um, superhero, I'm a Nightwing fan. So I have Bloodhaven, the first um, issue, that was like a $50 issue used, so um, I actually, there's like six issues out in the series and the next one will be like 300 bucks. But I can't afford that. No. <laughs> Not my salary. <laughs> Trust All of our salaries combined. Yeah, we can't do that either. What? You're looking at me, you got something to say? Say it. I don't. That's the problem. I love juice. <laughs> we see, let's see. <laughs> I would talk about Suns because Paul and I are big Suns fans, mm -hmm. but the bastard hasn't seen this week's episode, so he's screwing me. I got nothing to talk about. There's a reason behind yeah. that. I was out of town and was yeah. not able to watch Out of town, no, no, quote unquote. Yeah. I, I just met Suns. Yeah, yeah, no, it's all good. Yeah, he was out of town. He said then so. being diagnosed with yeah, a major right. disease. You know, right. Well, we'll, we'll touch on that too. Jack, let's panic right now. I'm not going to die in the world. You're gonna die? Well, someday. Can I have your job? I'm just messing. Um, Walking Dead, though, do we all watch? Yeah. Oh, okay, we can all talk about that. You're a Walking oh. Dead fan, too? Yes, I am. Fantastic. Look at do you want to introduce yes, your friend since I that. just threw him into this? <laughs> right, we just want to ask questions to people walk him up. Everybody right. out there, this is my friend Mike Wolf. He joined me today. Mike Wolf, say hi. Hi. <laughs> okay, so I guess we're going to specifically call you Mike Wolf every time we, we address you. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> or the wolf, or I don't know. Oh, I like that. Go with it. Yeah, go with the wolf. He's hungry like the wolf. You used to get called Wolverine as a kid. Oh, that works too. Yeah. yeah. There you go. All right. So, Walking Dead, you want to discuss? Sure. Uh, that I am caught up on, at least. Yeah, right. We, I didn't make sure we had something to talk about. Because it's the hot topic. I guess it's the number one show not in sports. Like over 20 million people watched it last week. Yeah, I can. I yeah, believe that. I believe it, yeah. Because I have to admit, and Paul will tell you that, I didn't watch it originally when I first started because I'm a big fairy when it comes to those things. I I'm, I'm not, wasn't a big horror. I've never been a big horror fan. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I didn't watch horror movies growing up. 
they've been a dad. Paul always tried to get me to watch, get me to watch it. And we decided we we're going to do this, and I'm like, well, I'm like, well, fuck it. I got to watch it because if we're going to talk about it, I got to know what the hell's going on. Right. You can't just read it. You can't read something and, read, know, and know the concept of what's going on in the actual thing. So I started watching it. And I, if, if I wasn't dumb on it, I was found myself addicted to the, t- the goddamn show. So now I have to watch another show I got to watch. And I'm, I'm glad it's it's already been renewed. I mean, it, I've never heard of a show being renewed before the season started. It starts. Yeah, that's I mean, crazy. So that's, that's fantastic. I mean, and it is, I have to admit, it's a very good show. And, uh, like you said, um, sorry, no. um, like right. he, um, I'm not a big fan of horror either. Like, I'm not a big fan of that, but I like survival. Like, you have to survive in this type of world. Yeah. Not gonna lie, like, as we all know, you can grow some sick beards, grow our scruff out, right. when this outbreak happens. That'd be the, yeah, that's the first thing I'm thinking of. Right. I, about, I get to grow a beard, I don't have to shave for work anymore. Right. <laughs> No, um, but you no, know, just survival. Like I'm a proven leader, and I would like to be a leader and help people. And right. not a, the governor's still alive, by the way. I feel the governor's still alive out there. I'm thinking a bullet in the forehead. That's probably not gonna. You stay didn't alive. see it though. It was off camera. You saw. It. You saw the. You heard the shot, but you didn't see it. See, now he's getting. Now he's getting deep. Cause that he's right though. They showed it. They they just they showed that from the point with the gun. Yeah, you never, I, just, I just thought Michonne should just cut his head off right there. It would have been think, over. But, but if I'm not mistaken, in, after the, the whole prison breakdown or whatever, didn't they show him on the ground with a bullet hole in his I head? I thought so. I could be wrong. Which was, I don't know. I don't know. My friends think I'm all crazy, but the governor's... He, it's like, um, he's like David Morrissey. He reminds me of Liam Neeson. Yes, I can yeah, see that. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I agree with that. No, it's like Liam Neeson's brother. I feel like he was going to see Liam Neeson taken or something like that. <laughs> David Morris seeing Liam Neeson taken three. Actually, they are making taken three. Yep. I see that. I've not seen any of those movies yet. You should. They're, they're a good movie. I mean, One's but, great. Yeah. yeah. Two wasn't too bad either. But. I've been reading up a little bit about three, and three seems a little out there. I mean, it's it's in the trailer yet. Yeah, yeah. We have to complete it though. We right. S- we started it, so we have to finish it. Exactly. So. The French version of the first Taken though was way better than the American version. Oh really? Because that's when bootlegging movies was first big, and I remember I bootlegged it because it was the last time it was it was the last country it was brought to was America, okay. and France it was based off in France. You know when he's like, "Where is my daughter?" Right, like, right. In that scene. In the French movie, he sticks prongs right in his legs. Okay, Ooh. yeah, okay, because I remember seeing that in the trailer. Yeah, you didn't see it. Yeah, they didn't show it. And I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute, where is that scene? And America's explanation, they didn't show it. They said it's too brutal to show. After they show so much crap already. Okay, but it's, it's too brutal. But you, you show them, put I have to a chair and electrocute them for twenty-four hours straight. Mm-hmm. That's okay. It doesn't make sense. Oh, you gotta watch. Apparently. Yeah, <laughs> I've never seen take. Oh, so good. So, yeah, that's, that's, that was I was a pretty good show. But as we do often on the show, we have gotten derailed. Yes, <laughs> we went from walking walk anarchy, dead. walking dead to to, get, yeah. to long walks on the beach, yes. which aren't bad. <laughs> uh, so, well, uh, Hugh, what did you think of Walking Dead? Oh, it was it was a phenomenal episode. I, like I, we were talking off mic about it. I really expected the whole Terminus thing to go on a little bit longer than the first episode. Um, and a couple of the swerves from the comic book. Just what everyone was expecting, and like with Glenn being tied up there with the baseball bat, you think it's going elsewhere. Because, you know, spoiler alert. He gets his head caved in in the comics. Yeah, but he gets a, you got to remember, he gets it caved in by somebody else. Long time from now, exactly. And then at the end, when we see the guy harassing them in the train car, the, the 
the past. Yeah. It, it also when, was made to look like yeah, that look, same person. Yeah, and then if you've read, if you've read anything about the, the show, they're saying that it's supposed to be this character, and it's not. So it's not that's that. If I'm not a spoiler, it's not supposed to. Be, it's not something that's going to be later on in the show. And that if you read anything about what Scott Gimple is talking about. The, he eventually, this character will eventually be a part of the show. They do oh, want they to. have to. Yeah. Oh, no, they're, they're going to. He's already said that they want to make sure that it, that he's part of the show. So. And when, they, the, when they get to that arc, yeah. that is going to be some intense, scary shit. <laughs> no, it's a great show. Like, um, I just, like, a lot of people ask questions, like, what's going to happen next? But um, a shout-out to the show The Talking Dead. Yeah. That's a great show to watch after The Walking Dead because Chris Hardwick, um, he's great at what he does. He brings guests on, and he brings um, show creators, Scott Gimple. Um, yeah, Gibble's, on, Gibble's on there a lot. Yeah, he is. Does he look like, is it just me or one of those like nerds that just sat in his house when everyone's out <laughs> playing in the yard? He's just writing on his typewriter, or like writing in a pen and paper. He's just like, I don't know. And as Paul looks at us with a dumb look on his face, he's never seen talking to him. No, I'm actually looking at you guys like that though because you're just describing my childhood. <laughs> Did you know Scott Campbell and Paul are actually related? <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't doubt that. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't mind having his bank account. That would be nice. Yeah, that would be a, that would be a bank account. I would really like that. I think we all would. I would <laughs> like to have half of his bank account. I know yeah. no one can see this on radio, but what are we looking at right now? Uh, it looks like Mad a giant Hatter. turd. It does. <laughs> I'm thinking he's supposed to be the Mad Hatter. They are having a cosplay contest today. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah. I do know who that is from Lego Batman. Um, <laughs> speaking of that, yeah. That's good. Well, like the Mad Hatter. Oh, oh, I know that. I know. I see. Oh, you, you don't realize it, but I have no idea about comics. Is I, I'm not yeah. a comic book fan. I've never graphic read. novel. Okay. <laughs> Touche. Comics are okay. <laughs> I'm just not so with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. But, uh, but so, I didn't even go there with it. I, yeah. I was thinking like because I have two little kids who are big into all the Disney shit. I went with. Mad Hatter, like Alice in Wonderland, I didn't even put two and two together with the comic books. And that's so sad since we're at a Comic Con. There you go. <laughs> no, but all that, um, we all remember the crappy movie Batman and Robin, right? Oh, who, who couldn't plus, forget that? Did you ever hear the movie Batman, I think, Incumbent or something like that? Did you ever hear about that? Triumphant, that's what it's Batman called. Batman Triumphant. Yeah. Uh, it was a Let's see if you know fan this. film, right? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, but this was going to be um, the director, I forgot his name already. Um, who directed Robin and Forever? That, uh, Joel, Joel Schumacher. Yeah, he was going to do a third one. Thank God he didn't. I know, and they were going to do um, the Joker, was going to be dead, but they were going to do Harlequin as his daughter coming back, and Mad Hatter was going to be like messing with Batman's head and just Harlequin was dead. This is creeping me out, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is really weird. He actually does look like the Mad Hatter. If you look at his yeah. Oh, he just hit his <laughs> up. He just hit his head. <laughs> So he, he went to walk out the door and his gigantic hat smashed into the, the door frame, which is fantastic. You don't think he gets laughed that often like that, do you? I wonder if he dresses like that often. That's what I'm wondering. I think I'm going to wear that hat to work on it. Do it. All the hobos downtown would love you. It could be a weapon. It could be You can fight them off with us. It could very well be a weapon. Because instead of the zombie horde downtown, we have the homeless ones. It smells literally like shit. That's the nicest thing I could say. It smells like shit downtown. Yes. Yeah, I used to work. Actually, I used to work down here three, four years ago. Right across the street, actually. Kitty Corner. All right. Well, we're gonna uh, we're gonna drop back out for a minute since our next guest is gonna be jumping in. So uh, we'll be back to talk to you, recorded live, in a few minutes. 
And we're back with our next guest, Mr. Mike Kingston. How you doing? Good, good. So you do a book called Headlocked. You want to talk about that? Uh, yeah, you know, I've been a wrestling fan my whole life. I've been a comic book fan my whole life. And uh, anytime somebody would put out a wrestling comic, it would always suck. Just awful. I've never read a good wrestling comic as long as I've been alive. So I decided I was going to write a wrestling comic that I thought wrestling fans would appreciate, um, that wrestling fans would like. Um, it's about a kid who's a theater major in college who falls in love with sort of performance art of wrestling and decides he wants to become a wrestler and he quits school and sort of his journey through the business like learning the craft of wrestling you know through the eyes of a performance artist but at the same time sort of navigating like, the underbelly of the business trying to get to the bright lights on the big stage so it's got you know like if you like cable dramas it's that that kind of a feel to it you know the girl gets off the bus in hollywood kind of thing or you know we drop this theater major in the middle of the wrestling business and you know watch him flail around now that's really cool now this is the Second or third um, book? Yeah. Trade? Sorry. We've got two. Right. We've got two trades um, so far. We've headlocked a single step, which is sort of just the very, very beginnings, trying to break into wrestling school. And then uh, we have uh, our next book, was called Headlock: The Last Territory, um, which is him sort of in this last old school territory down in Texas. Um, it's based around a uh, a kid who won. Uh, he won a in this town who won the town that's only high school football championship and you know like people are nuts about high school football in Texas so like they built it you know after he got out of college they made a wrestling company around him and like you know 30 years later he's still coming to the ring with his varsity jacket on and you know working that gimmick and um, so he's down there and we're sort of looking at old school territory stuff um, you know but he's sort of learning the basics of wrestling running the ropes you know learn how to bump that kind of stuff very cool now, I saw in your bio, you've worked with a lot of the pros. Yeah, you know, one of the things is, I mean, there's a huge crossover with wrestling and comics, and a lot of wrestlers are big comic book fans. And over the years, I've managed to, I guess, impress a couple of them with what I'm doing. Um, so we've got uh, you know, Jerry the King Lawler does the covers to the books. Um, Hurricane Helms, Rob Van Dam have done stories. Chris Daniels has done stories. Uh, we got our upcoming book, Booker T's doing art for it. Uh, John, John Morrison and uh, AJ Styles and Frankie Kazarian are doing stories. Um, I mean, I got a ton of guys that want to do more work or you know have done stories, want to do more stories. Um, That's awesome. That is very cool. Yeah, it's it's you know, and it's it's tough though because it's comics and you know it's such a publisher-driven thing and you know being an independent, you know, I had eight celebrities attached to my last book and. You know, I'm sure this is probably the first time you've heard about it, so that's actually, uh, kind of a trick. I have heard of the book. I, I came across a copy of it at Cloud City, I believe. Ah, yes. And I haven't had a chance to read it, unfortunately. Sure. That's because I get you. Man. There's a lot of material too out there in the comics world, but uh, you know, we had um, we've been lucky to get a lot of fans. Judah Freelander from Thirty Rock wrote the intro to our last book. He's a fan of the book, so. You know, lots of people have been really, really cool about supporting it, and uh, you know, we've been able to publish. We published our last book through Kickstarter, and we're, we have a Kickstarter ongoing right now, um, and that's enabled us to sort of bring the book out to the world and to, you know, you know, sort of pre-sell enough copies to to fund the production of it. So, like, I don't make any money through the book, and I don't really care. It's a passion. It's a passion thing, right? You know, my artists, you know, obviously that's how they feed their families and pay their electric bills. My printer is the same thing, you know. I use an American printer. A lot of people use Chinese printers because they're cheaper. 
Um, you know, I have a printer that's been really good to me for the entirety of my career, and I don't want to take my business from it. You know, right. costs a little bit more, but it's totally, you know, I feel like you got to do business the right way. Yes, it's so. all about loyalty. So if they're right. good to you, be good to them. I really nothing. I mean, I, I just, to be honest with you, I'm just a fan. I, I probably would want to buy the, the comic because, like we were talking before we went on the air, I'm a, I'm a huge wrestling fan too. So I mean, it seems like something that I would be very interested in. So Well, I think there's something for everybody. I mean, it's, you know, people are process junkies I mean you kind of like to see like the behind the scenes like the craft of wrestling and you sort of learn it through the eyes of somebody going through it um the people who like cable dramas you know like like I'm a big fan of cable dramas um you know Breaking Bad, Sons of Anarchy, Walking Dead like all that stuff so you know a lot of that is sort of how I structure my writing um people obviously who like wrestling I think like the story people like character driven stories because it's told through the eye you know and a lot of especially in comics you don't get a lot of character development. Batman is essentially the same Batman as he was 70 years ago. Right. I mean, obviously, it changes through the times a little bit. He becomes a little grittier, a little less grittier, but, I mean, he is who he is. Spider-Man is who he is, you know. Mike Hartman, our main character, is not going to be who he is at the end of this story, you know. He starts out as a sort of skinny, fresh-faced, you know, theater major, and he's going to go, you know, essentially dumping him in the Wild West and, you know, sort of teaching him how to be a man. And that's, uh, you know, I guess what the definition of a man is in that environment, I should say. And so he's not going to come out of this the same way as he did, you know. So people like character-driven stuff, you know. We got a little something for everybody. So, you know, as much as I like to call it a wrestling comic, it's not just a wrestling comic right. as well. It sounds fantastic. I, I really like to check out. And where can we get these? Um, well, the best way what we try to encourage people to do is support us through Kickstarter. Um, like I said, that's how we were able to fund the production for our books. Um, we have different tiers. Um, you can get all the books, you can get one of the books, you know, starting from the first one. Um, we do have our books for sale on, uh, online at headlockcomic.com. It's all of our social media. It's on Facebook, it's on Twitter, Instagram. It's my Xbox gamer tag if you want to play, although I don't really have a whole lot of time to play these days. Um, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm definitely accessible. If people have questions, comments, you know, have something they want to ask, they want to see preview art. Um, we have a motion comic up on YouTube that was voiced by Ken Anderson, Mr. Kennedy, for people who don't know, and uh, Kevin Gill from uh, Juggalo Championship Wrestling. So, you know, like I said, a lot of guys have been super supportive, and, uh, you know, we got a lot of cool stuff already out there, but uh, I would say that the best is yet to come. Fantastic. Now, in your grand scheme, how far do you want to go with this? How many? I would like to tell this story as long as people would let me. I mean, I think the wrestling business is an art form, is a culture, it's fascinating. Um, I think it's totally something that hasn't really been explored. I mean, you can take them to Mexico, you can take them to Japan. I mean, the craft is different all over the world. The craft is different in this country. I mean, you know, there's comedy wrestling, you know, there's super, super serious wrestling, there's, you know, mixtures of both. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that you can explore um, so I mean I'd like to do it as long as I can um, you know hopefully people will be engaged enough in the story to uh, to allow me to do that fantastic well I can tell you right now I think you just got two new fans after we get home I think I'm actually gonna go and support the Kickstarter let alone I mean we're gonna link off of our website your Kickstarter for you it's all gonna go in the show notes hopefully have it up within the week we, uh, yeah we have on November 4th um, so I think we got about four thousand dollars left to go um, <laughs> And I'd like that to be my distribution method, you know. I mean, it's, it enables us to get out in front of people. Maybe, we can, you know, we, we do, uh, the book's 160 pages, and then not just wrestlers contributing to this one, but uh, Ben Templesmith is doing a piece for it. Uh, Jed Thompson does our credits pages. Um, Ramon Villalobos, Jamal Eigel, Fox Brown, and... Uh, 
are uh, contributing uh, art for the books too. So you know, a lot of people that are a lot of the comics guys that are wrestling fans are showing up. Um, you know, for our last one, Josh Adams, Neil Adams' son, uh, Mike Borkowski did uh, Shane Helms' story, uh, Mark Colton, who did uh, Savage Hawkman, did some art for Chris Daniels' story. So, you know, the comics people like wrestling and the wrestling people like comics, you know, I think they'll appreciate what we're doing and uh, have come out to sort of lend their support. So, it's been pretty cool. Outstanding. Well, the best of luck to you. I hope this one goes through because I'm interested. Yeah, me too. I'm going gonna, gonna to check them all out, go back and see them. But, one question that I'm wondering. You're a big wrestling guy. Who's your Who's your favorite? Man, that's a tough one. Um, I I like a little of everything, you know. Mostly, I watch a lot of independents now. Um, I mean, from a storyline standpoint, a lot of televised wrestling doesn't necessarily uh, doesn't necessarily do it for me. Um, but I can find a little value in anything. I was a big Daniel Bryan fan because I followed him coming up from the Indies. Um, yeah, I love Samoa Joe. Um, as a person and as a, as a wrestler, I think he's fantastic. Um, I, I still love watching uh, Daniels and Kazarian anytime I can watch them in the tag team. I think those guys are amazing. Um, you know, as a kid, I used to trade for Memphis tapes. Like, I love Memphis wrestling. Like, a lot of when I'm writing headlock, I have Memphis stuff up on my... Uh, up on the upper left-hand corner of my screen, I look from YouTube, and uh, actually the network's going to get the Memphis Library, so I'm actually very excited about that. Awesome. But you know, I was a giant Jerry Lawler fan growing up, so getting able to work with him, and yeah. you know, do we do shows? We just did New York last week. You know, we do a lot of shows together. Like that's been fantastic. So I like a little everything. You know, just basically people, you know, that can hold my interest in the ring. If the if the story if the stories that are being told aren't necessarily you know awesome from a editorial standpoint, I guess, or creative standpoint, at least I can appreciate their ring work. So that's right, fantastic. All right, well, thanks for stopping by. Uh, best of luck to you. Yeah. And like I said, uh, for everyone else and listening out there, we're going to link all this right to the website. Yeah. Right. Thanks very much for having me. You're welcome. Well, all right, we're back from our interview. We're still here with Jack and Mike Wolf. Hi, <laughs> that's the Wolf. That's right. <laughs> oh, and Corbs is still here, obviously. Yeah, I haven't gone anywhere. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm stuck here until five o'clock with you. Five thirty. No, 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 it's it. Oh, we got to break everything down. Damn it. Are you going to treat him to dinner before that? No. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're a monster. <laughs> no, i got to get home to my kid. Unfortunately, i got to get home to my kid. He's, uh, he's a little under the weather. Paul and I were talking about that earlier. So once we're done here, I'm going to be lined up to the house to, to spend some time with him for... Uh, Oh, yes. Go back to work tomorrow. All right. uh, back to it. <laughs> so the question was asked off mic. Ben Affleck is Batman. Nay or nay? I gotta say nay on that. I just, I don't know about that. Uh, when I originally heard about it, I was adamant. It was all like, bah, fuck you, Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna, you're gonna have probably Matt Damon now as Robin. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> and then Kevin Smith will be our Alfred. Very bad Alfred. Which I, I love. See, I Smith. think that is a movie I would see. Yeah, if you put. Well, I mean. Not but, Matt, Matt, I mean Matt Damon. No, no, no. It has no. to be Matt Damon. This, this, this is the movie I'm seeing in my mind. Right okay, now. go ahead. Alright, let's, let's get it. Maybe we can direct it later. Yes. Kevin Smith. Is Alfred. Alfred. You have to jam him into. The tightest costume you can. <laughs> Either that, or since he has an affinity for the, the hockey jerseys now, 
get him a custom hockey jersey, like the t-shirts you see that have the fucking tuxedo on them, do that. That's what he wears. Hockey jersey tuxedo. Yeah. Okay. I like where you're going with this. Affleck is Batman. Matt Damon is Robin. But they have to wear reproductions of the 66 costumes from the old TV show. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> For some reason, I was just picturing, though, Kevin Smith in that Robin outfit. In the 66. That's, that's horrifying. That's right really there. horrifying. But, um, yeah, no. Yeah, no. All right, you're right. Back to the topic about Matt, da uh, Matt Damon. No. I don't have to say, though, I don't think that Matt Damon could play a better Batman. No, just because, I mean, you look at the, the Bourne movies, I mean, those are pretty good. Those were good. I, I could see him better. Actually, you know who I could see him as, and it's funny because Affleck played him before. I could see Matt Damon doing a really good Daredevil. Yeah. yeah. He would have better for that. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Daredevil was, uh, what's that word? Horrible. <laughs> yeah, that was that. As Charles Barkley would say, terrible. <laughs> well, yeah, that was that was that was a bad movie. I, I wish I could get that those hours back that I watched that. The only good, only good important thing about Daredevil is Jennifer Garner. That's her name. Is, yeah, uh, Electra. That was. Yeah. She looks like a duck. I don't find her attractive. She <laughs> looks like a her face. Oh, she's a butterface. Yeah. I'm sorry. There you go. Okay. Yeah. I love that term. Every <laughs> time she opens her mouth, it's like. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. That's why you put it on mute. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and then you improv the words, I want to have you. <laughs> you create a whole new soundtrack to it. <laughs> I just usually do that in my head anyway. Well, you have a little different way to do that, because you if you're watching movies, you're more likely you're watching them with your wife. No. No? You don't, no. You don't watch those type of movies with your wife? Not if I can help that. Oh. <laughs> so you're the single guy, so I can watch these things by myself. Well, see, if I have to watch them with her, then I have to fucking explain everything to her. Uh, the wife is not a comic person at all. She enjoys watching the movies and such, but it's always, wait, 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 wait pause it, pause it. It's like, <laughs> so, who is that? Okay. Like, Kristen, seriously, the movie's been on for 45 minutes. How do you fucking not know this main character? No offense, <laughs> I haven't met your wife before or been over to your house, but if you ever been you know, for a movie, I'm going to be like, I have AIDS, I got to die. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no but, you but, know, but, stab yourself so, in the so, eye. So, so, you, so you watch a movie with her, why don't you just explain it all beforehand? Because it doesn't and then, stick. And then if she's got questions, tell her to raise her hand and tell her to wait. So it's all over with it. Re-explain yeah. it all at that point. Hand her a notebook, be like, jot your questions down. <laughs> right. You get that whole big pad of paper at the end of the Right, just tell her right Just tell her right We'll have a lecture later. Right. Yeah. And I'll, I'll answer your questions at the end of the movie. <laughs> if they're not answered by the time the movie's over with... Go fuck yourself. Well, no, no, no. I'm not going to say that to your wife. No, I appreciate that. <laughs> you can say it to your wife all you want. Because I think contractually, if you say it to my wife, I have to hit you, so... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you don't. You don't know. His wife and I went to high school together. Oh, cool. She's small a world, yeah. Man. She's a year younger. She graduated a year after I did. So okay. it's a pretty small world. Yeah. Very small. Yeah. Ridiculously small. <laughs> right. No, but like as you're saying though, Ben Affleck. I don't know. But like, do you know who's playing Alfred, right? Shut. Um, no. Hold on. Give me a second. Here. Okay. Because now I, I'm stuck in uh, Gotham land now, so now I'm used to Sean Pertwee playing him. I smell the smoke. I smell the smoke. Oh, Irons. Jeremy Irons. That's right, Scar. Yeah. That's not bad. Okay. Yeah. You got a like good cast. It. There's a, a phenomenal cast, and it keeps getting bigger and bigger because they're trying to jam everybody from the Justice League into the goddamn movie. Yeah. Well, we've all seen Game of Thrones once or twice. Nope. Well, there's a Game of Thrones character. Um, he's the Dothraki. Like, well, he, he's gonna play Apple. Jason. 
Conan. Yeah, yeah. He, he, played, he played Conan. Yeah. So, from a remake of a Conan, which... Was that... Uh, oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> they're remaking Point Break, for God's sakes. Like that with, no. They're remaking that one. Have you ever seen Point Break? I've seen Point Break. Yes. Okay. That's that was a phenomenal. It was yeah. a phenomenal. That was a great movie. You remade that movie. You, you can't do you it. Gotta, you got to do it justice because if you don't, I'm going to find whoever did it. Smack it. Smack <laughs> Like what we were saying, run them over again. Yeah. We would have to. Not, Unfortunately, though, they're they're making a lot, remaking a lot of movies and they're ruining them. You know, yeah. some of them are just ones you just can't remake. They're just that good. Right. And I've always I've always said if you can come up with an original movie, a theme for a movie. You can make millions of dollars because everything nowadays is a, is a remake or a sequel to or 10 years down the road you're making a sequel to this movie that wasn't so good back then and yep. you're trying to make it a little bit better. Case in point, Guardians. Yes. It was a fresh take on the whole sci-fi genre and look at it, it blew the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I agree. And, and no, it wasn't exactly an original concept like you're talking about, but, but, but it's still something for different. The time. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's what I'm getting at. I mean, you, you can you can make a movie off of something. There's always something to make a movie off of, but it's always like, oh, we need to remake this one because it was bad over here. Well, if it was bad over here, it's not going it, to... You have to do... Ten times better than you did because people aren't going to go see it because the first movie, Green Lantern, which we've all decided it was a horrible movie. Oh, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Right. Yeah. Okay, so if they remake that movie, which they are, they, the announcement came out earlier this week. <laughs> oh, see, and I, don't know. I think it's uh, 2018, 2019. It's coming no, out. Is it a remake or is it a sequel to? I think it's going to be a remake because I think the whole, or whatever. yeah, they're relaunching it because everything's spinning out of Man of Steel. I still didn't like Man of Steel. It was a terrible Superman movie. It was a great popcorn flick. That's about all it was. Yeah. But, I mean, apparently that's what they're calling the starting point for the shared universe. Where all these movies are going to interconnect and do Justice League and... Cyborg is getting his own movie, for God's really? sakes. Yes. Wow. Huh. Okay, so I'm way out of left field now because I had no idea what you are talking about. I'll educate you off mic. <laughs> yeah. You know what we always do? We always do about this stuff. It's just tough though when you watch a movie and then when you first watch it, that's your own plan for the rest of the time. Like Man of Steel, a crying baby the whole time during the fight scene when Zod rips, when he, spoiler alert, when Superman kills him, a crying baby the whole time. So I'm like, I hate this. <laughs> like, I don't know what to watch. And um, I just found out the actor actually is gay. Did you know that? Which one? Superman. Henry yeah. Cavill? Yeah. Henry Cavill is gay? Oh, yeah. I was not aware of that. I'm okay with that. So my ex, I'm cool with yeah. If she decides to listen to this at any point, my ex is going to have a heart attack. She's in love with him. <laughs> well, but i, I got to admit, most women are in love with most of the gay men. Yeah, because they're yeah, so yeah. What does that say about women out there? <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Which makes me more okay. desirable. Oh, well, <laughs> it's the same thing. I mean, it's always about searching for the unattainable. Look at us. I mean, I'm a chud, and I think I can bang Scarlett Johansson. Come on. Not happening. That's yeah. unattainable. Scarlett that Johansson, yeah, she's really hot. <laughs> but she has to have the red hair like in the, the Marvel movies. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. What was it? I was watching um, TV the other day. I couldn't sleep. It was like around 3 a.m. So I turned on the TV. Home Alone 3 is on. We've all seen one and two. Guess who's um, the sister in Home Alone 3? Scarlett Johansson. Really? A 12-year-old Scarlett Johansson. I don't Looking think I could watch that because I think it would probably ruin her for me. Yeah. It's really young. Scarlett Johansson. I'm, like, I'm watching this. I'm like, this girl looks really familiar. Because we all loved Macaulay Culkin's Home Alone. Yeah, See, that I would have known that because I couldn't get through because it was just wasn't Macaulay Culkin, so it was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. That was what the new kid or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. and then you had the... Uh, the different burglars too, which they were terrible. It was painful. Yeah. See, it always happened.
happens once you get to the third one usually. I liked Karate Kid Part 3. Which one was Part 3? That's the one where... Um, that isn't the one with... Uh, where the Cobra Kai, Danny goes with Cobra Kai. Yes, oh, wow. yeah, yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, the first one's though where he's fighting the Cobra Kai. The second mm -hmm. one where he goes to Japan. The third one he comes back and he wants Mr. Miyagi to live with him and work with him and help him. And Miyagi's like, I won't do that anymore. He's, and then the Cobra Kai guy takes him on his way. And then Kreese comes right. back and it looks really, it's pretty good. It got bad reviews, but that's good. It wasn't too bad. Yeah. The, the, the next Karate Kid was, uh, was bad. That was with Hillary Strong. Yeah, yeah. Miss Buck Teeth. <laughs> I'm Hilary <really> Shrank. <laughs> Hilary Shrank and Kojo. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that one, thankfully. And I definitely didn't see the one with Jaden Smith. No. I said that wasn't too bad. I, I watched it. I watched it. No, I didn't go to the movie theaters. I didn't rent it to watch it. I watched it on FX or whatever. So you get the commercials and stuff. I gotta admit, it wasn't too bad. But it was a little hard with Jaden Smith being in it. Jackie Chan was good in it. Anything with Jaden Smith and it's hard to watch. That's <laughs> true, that's true. I haven't seen that new Will Smith one with Jaden Smith. Was it bad? Very few. Yeah, after Earth. After Earth. I haven't seen it, but I've heard don't. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that either. Have you seen that one? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like it. From what I understand, it's so bad that I actually refuse to acknowledge it's existence. That's, that's, that that's pretty much, happen. yeah, it's pretty much a nutshell right there. Did you know up to that point, Will Smith, every movie he did, it got good reviews until that one. So, like, not being mean or anything, I would go to my son and, like, you screwed my career. Right, you are done. <laughs> go away. But Will Smith, now that we're on that, connected back to the comic book geek stuff, he is in the running for a part in the Suicide Squad movie. I don't know what Suicide Squad is. Suicide Squad is... DC comic book, uh, it's an idea. They're all villains that have been incarcerated. They have the option to either be put on death row or to be put into service in the Suicide Squad, Task Force X, they call it. They're implanted with something in their heads that if they go off rail serving, boom, squishy heads. Jelly. <laughs> basically, they're a superhero team that works for the government, but they're all villains. And uh, that's on the slate of all these new movies. Uh, do you watch Arrow? A little bit here and there. Last season where they had Deadshot and the group of characters to go to a mission. That's what they're doing. I think they call them Task Force X and that. The one that uh, Waller made them do. I, I'll have to dub in the name of the episode here because I don't remember what it was. But. I don't know. I don't watch it. I'm a DC guy over Marvel, so like I should be watching this, but I'm always pro-Batman wherever I go. But like the Batman video games that we all play those on those were pretty fun like Arkham Asylum I haven't like, played any of them yet yeah Paul just got into the new age he just bought the Playstation 3 yeah and, oh yeah you yeah. did you were just telling me that you're playing Disney or something yeah, yeah you Disney Infinity 2.0 2.0 oh, yeah Marvel Superheroes and I, I have the I have the original with uh, the Disney characters my son played it for a while and they didn't play it for six months and I was telling Paul this off camera that uh, we went to Target yesterday because I had to get some medicine for my son for his allergies and so we went to, we went there and we, when we go there to get medicine for him we always go in the game section just to look around because dad's a gamer I like the sports games but so, he, so him and I are back there and he's like dad look at this dad look at this I'm like what what are you looking at walking across the corner he's like look it's Disney Infinity 
look, it's it's. I'm like, what? He goes, it's yeah. And he's naming off characters. I was telling Paul, oh, him and I, him and I went, went so yeah. He never never seen any of these characters. Like, look, this is Racket. This is Groot. I'm like, how do you know these people? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, he's seven. I mean, he's never seen the movie. Never seen any preview for the movie. And he walks up, he's like, this is Rocket. This is Groot. I'm like. Seriously, dude? How do you know this crap? <laughs> smart was, kid. Yeah, I was, I was just like... That's my kind of kid. But he, no, he hadn't played the Disney Infinity in six months. This morning we get up, as I get up to get ready to come here, and he goes, Dad, I don't play Infinity today. <laughs> of course are you, you do. Are you kidding you want me? The new one. Six months you haven't played this thing. You know, do you want to play it again? Yeah, I want the new one, too. Yep. Kids are no. getting more advanced. Like when we were kids, we just wanted a football, a yep. bike. Yeah, I want a game. I want an iPhone. I want an iPad. Like, yeah. no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now I'm 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 of the age. I grew up with before cell phones were even around. I mean, I grew up my my first phone at my mom's house that I ever knew was one of the rotary phones. Oh yeah. So that'll date me is there. Um, and the first phone cell phone I had was the flip phone with the, the Zach Morris style phone. Yes. That was, that the, was first, good yeah, that was the first phone that I, cell phone that I had ever carried. So, but uh, my, my son will not have a cell phone before he's 15. I got my first cell phone when I was 18. Well, it's crazy when you see these kids who are like six years old with a cell phone. I'm like, I didn't buy my first cell phone when I was 19. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I was an adult when I had yeah, my first right. <laughs> And I understand, I understand it's the age. You've come to the age of technology. But he's, if he's 10 years old, he doesn't need to be talking to his friends. He doesn't need to have it in school. I understand maybe in the era, it's better to have it so you know where he is at a lot of times. But at 10, yeah. how often are you, how often is he going to be out playing with his friends that you don't know where he is and he's not going to be within a mile or two from where you are at that point? I mean, most of my kids' friends live around us. I, mean, I, I don't understand how you can sit seriously give your 10-year-old an iPhone and then complain when he breaks it. Right. Yeah, and, and I'm can't not, justify it. Right, but I'm also not going to say that you give the kid the iPhone, he doesn't want to use it, because my kid knows how to use an iPhone. Uh, he's got a, a Nibby, which is a kid's version of the iPad. He knows how to use that thing. He knows he knows how to work on the internet. He knows how to look up stuff on the internet. He's seven. And I always say, my ex always says, well, he needs to spend more time on the computer. He needs to spend more time on the computer. Why? When he's in high school, that's what it's going to be. Every kid's going to need, you're gonna, at that point, you're going to need an iPad. You're going to need a tablet. Cause that's what it's gonna go to. My uh, well, my niece, she's uh, first grade. My sister gets stuff uh, from her teacher about um, do this stuff on the iPad stuff. Well, they, they don't have one. They just have a computer. It's right. like it's getting right. crazy. It is, and, and you'll you'll come to you'll find out when your your daughter started. I mean, your, your oldest daughter started kindergarten this year, right? Next pre preschool. She's in preschool now. Right, yes. but you'll, you'll you'll realize it. My my son in first grade has an account at his school. To get on the computer, they have a computer lab. They go to computer lab every single week, and I'm thinking to myself, when I was in when I was in grade school, my first computer I remember was in fourth grade. It was a Commodore 64. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> and that was and that was top of the line at that point, and it worked great. And now you, now you got you know flat screens and you got all this crap. And I'm thinking to myself, where have we gone? Yeah. And now and people are complaining. Well, nobody's ever kids aren't outside playing anymore. It's because they've got all this stuff right in front of them. And you have to force them to go outside. And I understand you got to force the kids to get out of the house. That's fine. But on the same token, at some point, they're going to need to know this stuff. And the sooner they realize it, the sooner they can use it, the sooner they can manipulate the technology 
to suit them, it's better. So I don't discourage my son from being on my our computer at home. I encourage him to be on it because he's going to need to know it at some point. Right. It's all give and take with yeah. all those things. Like I remember I was going to be a teacher at one point in my career, um, and I was reading the lesson plan over, and I was like, oh, they have a smart TV. I didn't know how to work it because I was getting used to it. The student took the pointer, and he's like, we have to think it up, Mr. Jack. I'm like, you're six years old. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, sync it up. I'm like, okay. He's like, you have to take the pointer and go like this, this. I'm like, Okay, go do it then. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you know this? Exactly. <laughs> but like you said, though, like they do need to know it. But like we grew up, our parents grew up, our generation—they were outside playing. Like yeah. it's give and take. Like I would say, maybe when I become a parent, maybe moderation. Like yes, you can use this for an hour, get your work done, then you can use it, and then you can play, and then do your own thing. But everyone has their own parenting styles. You don't want to take anything from them. Right. It's a good idea to have them. That's how we do it with with our girls, though, too, is because the two-year-old loves her tablet. They, they got tablets slash, this is like the leap pad tablets or whatever, they're like kitty versions. But they can get online with these, they can download music, they can take pictures. Not very well, Kylie, Kylie's <laughs> picture, because you take the picture of your thing and it does a profile picture. You can see like the very crown of her head and then everything behind it. That, that's her profile picture on her tablet. Madison's is fantastic. She took the whole pictures. It's like she's doing. I like the modeling pose going on <laughs> and everything. <laughs> the two-year-old is just off the chart. But other than that, I mean, other than you know, picture taking, because she gets that skill from her mother apparently. Um, totally just lost track. Of her, sorry. <laughs> uh, but she's she's amazing with it. Like she is a two-year-old. Well, we were sitting in Johns Hopkins. Now that I reference that we're gonna have to go back and discuss why I was there. Talk about that definitely. While we were sitting there, we are sitting in the waiting room waiting for Madison to get her blood drawn. i got to quit referencing this because oh, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we're, we're, we're we'll, drilling deeper. Yeah. Maybe that'll be another very special episode, like one of those after-school specials. Do I get cookies and a snack? I can't have them, but we'll discuss that later, too. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Lots to discuss later. Uh, am I just going to call this throwing it back? That's a, yeah, throw, throw throwback back episode. The, yeah. um, she's sitting there, and she's swapping video games out on it, going to the different apps, doing... Oh yeah, kids I, I are so smart. My um, my old boss, uh, uh, my uh, job used to work. Uh, his four-year-old son cracked his code on his uh, iTunes uh, on his wow. phone and uh, oh, ran up a hundred-dollar bill. <laughs> I would kick his ass. Oh yeah, I would be down a child. I remember he wasn't too happy he came into work. <laughs> that's that's pretty funny because my uh, my son took my sister's phone. And he, he'll play games on it, he'll download games, free games and stuff, but all of a sudden he downloaded a game on my sister's phone. It cost her money. And she, same thing, she freaked out. She's like, oh my god, I didn't do this, I didn't do this. I mean, it was easy. She called up and said, look, I didn't do this, it was my nephew that did it. And I just need to get it taken care of. And they're like, oh, not a problem, it's not a problem. But he knows the he knows the passwords to the phones. Like my mom, my mom gives him her phone to play with it. She'll give him the <laughs> password. He gets on, he'll he, tell him once. He remembers it. He knows the password to my phone. Something like that, so it's just it's weird how much they, they remember. And yeah. like, I don't I see my mom, he sees my mom maybe once, twice a week. And the first thing he says to my mother, which is his grandmother, huh, Grandma, can I have your phone? <laughs> yep, and she's like, He's like punching the pass. I'm like, I can't, remember my, I can't remember my own password. How do you know? And I try to keep my passwords the same. I mean, my password the same is it's pretty much the same throughout, but I sometimes have a hard time remembering. Oh, yeah, I, I feel weird thinking about it too. Like when I go back to thinking about elementary school, I remember they're taking us in the, what was our computer lab and just teaching us just the basics of typing. Just you know, the, the computer voice telling you what each key was and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I remember going semicolon and semicolon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I went to high school, 
and where I would die as well, because I grew up in a little podunk town. Uh, the first time we saw a computer was my senior year in high school, and that was for technology drafting. That's the only time so you, we used one there. You took uh, AutoCAD or whatever? No, it was just whatever the tech class was, and we had to design these fake cars. I don't That'd be AutoCAD. Well, it, it's a version of AutoCAD. Yeah. Because I remember cause when I was in, when I was in high school, there was a technology class, and it was AutoCAD, and you had to, you know, you, on the computer you designed a house, or you know, they you had to draw a screw or crap like that. But so yeah, I do remember that. That's kind of what what you're talking about. I do remember that. So. That's an awesome hoodie. Uh, a little a toddler just went through with a Spider-Man costume hoodie on. So I, actually, I want that. A little Peter Parker. <laughs> I should rephrase that. I want the costume, not the toddler. <laughs> you say you want the toddler? No, I don't want the toddler. You're the guy that people write about. It. <laughs> so this is why you're not going to be in work tomorrow. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll be in the Jocka Center downtown. Yes, that way. <laughs> they can't see me pointing, though, either. No, no. But yeah, it's, it's down that way. I remember where it is. Been there? Done that. Yeah, yeah. I had to go to I had to go, uh, jury duty. Oh. Not a while. I, I'm assuming I'm going to get something in the mail in the next few years. You just back for cursed yourself. Oh, I know. Oh, my mom's got to go. My mom's got to go. Ouch. I've and never done jury duty yet. I would like to. Said, no, you wouldn't. Hey, really? I get no. I like to try that. There's no. nothing fun about it. Yep. I've actually, I've actually had to go to jury duty two or three times. So. All right, and we're going to jump back out. Our next guest is here. <laughs> All right, and we're back. With us today, we have our contest winner, Jack Corbett. Thank you for having me. Glad to have you. And our next interview, Mike Borkowski. Yep, that's it. Fantastic. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your work. Uh, well, I'm mostly a storyboard artist for animated series. Right now, I'm working on Avengers Assemble. Uh, and I've done all kinds of cartoons over the last like almost 20 years. A uh, bunch of Marvel cartoons, uh, all kinds of different things. Outstanding. Probably can't talk about it yet, but are you doing anything with the Guardians animated series? I am not. I would love to. I hope to. But uh, I'm actually working on the <laughs> season two finale of Avengers Assemble right now. Outstanding. I, I'm ashamed to say that I haven't seen any of the season. <laughs> <laughs> because, well, uh, season two, I think, just started. We just started did it? Airing, I think. Then I missed the last half of the first season, too. Because <laughs> Kristen decided we needed to trim back the BIOS. Yeah, Disney XD was one that went. I almost filed for divorce. <laughs> I would have. Good, good reason to. <laughs> okay. So, again, tell us more about yourself. Uh, yeah, and I also do I do children's books. I've done like Iron Man children's books for Random House. I did uh, Marvel superheroes, Captain America, Little Golden Book. Um, I also do artwork for Syracuse.com. I do, uh, I don't know if people have seen, every week I do with a football team, I do like a cool drawing on Syracuse.com, either of Otto or a football player or, you know, things like that. I do stuff for the basketball, and I also do stuff for Syracuse Athletics, you know, team posters and kids club stuff and things like that. Fantastic. So I'm going to assume you're a local guy, you're a Syracuse guy. I am I'm a local guy, born and raised in Syracuse. I can't imagine you would come to Syracuse and choose that. Right. <laughs> Started doing it just as a fan, posting things online, just because I'm a huge fan of you know SU sports, and uh, kind of got picked up by a lot of fans on Twitter, and you know, just kind of led to doing stuff for Syracuse.com and SU Athletics, and so it's been a lot of fun. It's outstanding. You gotta love social media. Yes. Yeah. What gives you your inspiration? Um, I've always just drawn since I was a little kid. I remember when I was in like kindergarten, I won like the best placemat drawing. 
it kind of went from there and uh, so yeah and I've always loved superheroes and sports and I just kind of put it together and uh, yeah so that's pretty much where it comes from outstanding favorite hero that's tough it's apples and oranges favorite hero it's just like yeah jump right in but if you had to pick one who do you like and who's one of yours Spider-Man jumps out for some reason. He's just he's just such a great character, great you know villains. Just uh, all around might be my favorite superhero. Spider-Man's good. It'd be good if we could get the movies right at some point. <laughs> oh. Yeah, like, uh, would you say now that we're going to centralize it a little bit now? Okay. Tobey Maguire Spider-Man or Andrew Garfield? You know what? I like Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man, but. Amazing Spider-Man 2, I wanted to fight someone. <laughs> when I, I couldn't even it. make it through the movie. I, I bought it, sight unseen, when it came out on DVD. Started it, and like right after he became Electro, I'm like, yeah, I think I'm good. It's I'm, Batman and Robin level. It, it, it really was. Like, you can, you can help me with this. I wanted to see Paul Giamatti. I don't know the, the guy's name in Spider-Man, but I was like, okay, I'm ready to see him do something cool. He was in it for like five minutes. Right? Yeah, he got his pants pulled down. That was yeah. the extent of it, right? And yeah. the whole the whole Electro motivation was cheese ball, you know, Batman and Robin. Uh, just so cheesy. And then, and then the, that doctor, whoever that doctor was that, you know, was helping Electro out, and it was like they had the weird Batman and Robin, like, neon lighting, and he's got this horrible accent, and it's just like, what are they doing? Yeah, you're already past where I started watching. <laughs> yeah, you're, it's like you're, you're setting comic book films, but in a, in a year where we had The Winter Soldier and Days of Future Past, which were fantastic, and then you throw this out there, and it's like, holy cow. <laughs> yeah, I, it says something if I can't finish watching a comic book. A Spider-Man and the, and the yeah. thing is, things is, like I said, I like Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man, and some of the Spider-Man stuff in the movie was awesome. Oh, as Spider-Man, you know, he makes an awesome Spider-Man. Yeah. He's got the quips, he's got the ego. As soon as you take him out of the costume, he cries like a bitch for the whole movie. Yeah, but I, but I did, I did like some of the Peter and Gwen stuff, too. Mostly my problem with that movie was the villains. I yeah. mean, the villains were just so over the top cheesy, and it's like, man, you guys are making a 1995 comic book movie, right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Good, so when I ask you to borrow it, slap me next time, okay? Because I asked you to borrow it the first time, you hadn't opened it yet. Oh, yeah, it's open now, but you don't. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't need to watch it now. <laughs> just run over it twice, not once, just twice. <laughs> Seriously, you'd be better off watching Frozen. That's more of a faithful adaption than anything else. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta admit, I, I, thank God, because my son, my son is... Uh, not into that. He likes the Disney movies, but he's already seen Frozen. He saw it at school, so I got away from it. He doesn't want to watch it anymore, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> I am not exaggerating because I have two little girls, mm -hmm. almost five and almost three. We have seen that movie in excess of 70 times. That's too much. Yeah. <laughs> we have the sound. I need to take you out of the house and break <laughs> you by the chair. <laughs> But I'm not going to lie, though, uh, Beauty and the Beast, my buddies and I, in college, we actually sat down with beer. We said, who's the hottest Disney princess? And I would say Belle. She's intelligent. She's book smart. She looks with you within. She's brunette, which I like. So Disney princesses are pretty cute. And you're wondering exactly where this turn happened. Right? Yeah, 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 where are we going? <laughs>
<laughs> so Mike, where can they find you online? They want to check uh, out your stuff. MichaelBorkowski.com or I'm on, uh, there's, a, there's links to all my stuff on there, but uh, at M. Borkowski on Twitter, at M. Borkowski Art on uh, Instagram. You can look me up on Facebook, I got a page on there. So you do a Google search, you'll, you'll find a bunch of my stuff. And uh, before you came in, we just had Mike Kingston in from Headlock. I yeah. heard you worked with him. I did work with him. Uh, he, I met him a few years ago, and you know, we're both fans of wrestling, and uh, he asked me if I would contribute to his last Kickstarter, so I did a six-page short story in his book that he just put out, and uh, it was written by Shane Helms, which, if you know wrestling, he's the Hurricane, and uh, who's, he's a huge comic book fan, so that's how you know I, I came in contact with him also, so uh, it was good to finally work with him, because I've you know, been in touch with him for you know, almost over 10 years, so it was cool to finally actually like do something, it was, and I think it's his first time writing a comic book, so it was, it was cool to be able to collaborate. Very cool. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. We're about to pick that up too. We just yeah, we both decided we're pledging to the Kickstarter. Awesome. Out yeah, go out there and check out his Kickstarter headlock. Uh, he's got his second one coming out. You know, all kinds of great wrestlers, Jerry Lawler. You know, contributing Booker T. You know, all all the greats. So five times. Five times. <laughs> I had the fortunate opportunity when I was in college. My brother um, invited me down to Poughkeepsie. I got to meet Booker. I got to meet Paul London, Sabu, Sandman. We're all in a bar just sharing stories. And they're like, well, yeah, I remember I wrestled this guy. I'm like, I remember I flunked that test. <laughs> that's the best story I got right now. <laughs> He's like, that's okay. I'm like, can you just do the vibe? Can you give me a spinner room? He's like, oh, maybe at the end of the night. <laughs> that's one way to clear the bar out. It just starts exactly. <laughs> Outstanding. So final thoughts, Mike. Uh, well, just thanks for having me. You know, check out my stuff. Uh, I appreciate it. It's good to be here. I haven't done a local show in a long time, so it's good to be here. Outstanding. Well, it's great having you. Thank you. All right, thank you. And we're back at GeekPod at uh, the Comic Con in Syracuse, New York. Mini Comic Con. And the Mini. next. This is the premier event in Syracuse right now. <laughs> this, is, this is Syracuse's Comic Con. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Syracuse. Heroes Expo is the Heroes precise Expo. title. Actually, isn't it Hero in. Gaming con? That's what the landmark marquee says, but according to their website, it's Heroes Expo. Have right. you seen any games? I haven't seen any. They're doing a I'm magic tournament. Three hours. Magic? Yeah. Oh, I thought we were talking about, like, I don't know. I was, you, uh, gaming, I'm thinking video games. That's what I was thinking, yeah. They yeah. have video game tournaments, too. They we play Madden? Or is no, they have, uh, I think it's Super Street Fighter 4. Uh, Super Smash Brothers. My brother is king at that. He can't be beat. <laughs> I've never played any of those games. Really? Smash is fun. I, I'm so out of the loop <laughs> in video games, it's ridiculous. It's tough. You know what? That's what we need is we need a gaming geek. We don't have like an official <laughs> gaming geek. Like I can give you the occasional Nintendo and 64 Xbox, but I, I do like Mike Tyson's punch out. Little man. Okay, so Jack is our vintage gaming geek. <laughs> Bubble Bobble. <laughs> <laughs> See, I still like my vintage video games, too. I don't really play the newer stuff. I love my Sega and Super Nintendo. Yeah, Sega. it was so much easier, because now I get into these new games. Like, I tried Call of Duty for the first time a Christmas or two ago. Whatever time it first came out for the Wii, when they actually did one. Uh, I think it was Black Ops. Probably. We get it. The wife got it for me for Christmas, and I had to wait until everyone went to bed to play it, because, you know, you can't play those games in front of a three-year-old. So, I turn it on, I'm like, alright, I'm going to rock some shit. Yeah, I couldn't get my guy to do anything. I guess, like, you open the game and you're supposed to run and duck and dive into a car. My guy kept running past the door and hitting the wall. I'm like, what am I doing? I just, I, I figured out that I cannot game anymore. 
that's just that's not true. You, you, you game, you, you play the, the new Infinity. That's well, that's built for kids, so I can, that's my speed. That's the point. <laughs> well, I got it. Well, yeah, there's like buttons for blanking now. It's tough nowadays. Like Fallout, I got bored with all those games. Like, yeah, I'm a, I'm I just play sports games. I, can, yeah. I, I play one game. Well, I play two games now. I play baseball mm-hmm. and I play golf. Okay. And then my son likes me to play the Lego games with him, which are geared for kids, so yeah, I play those with him, and it's, it's fun. But my son's into Minecraft. Everyone's into Minecraft nowadays. No <laughs> They're making a Minecraft movie. How are you doubt How? I, just, I don't know. I yeah, just I know. saw that online yesterday. No doubt it. People love that. Like, I got my Xbox One, and like all my friends that have one, they're like, they're all messaging me like, my Xbox is blowing up. They're like, get Minecraft, get Minecraft. I'm like, what is Minecraft? And I like, yeah, it's simple. Isn't it just a building game? Yeah, building. You, there's some, there's some skeleton zombies in it that you gotta kill and stuff like that. But mainly, it's you know, build a house and then blow it up and then rebuild another house on top of it, blow that up. And my, my son watches all the videos on YouTube. I mean, he knows. Case in point, he's playing the game, doesn't play it for like two weeks. My mom picks him up from daycare on Fridays because that's what she does. I come home and he's built Pikachu. Yeah. That's what I said. Now he had, he had just a, it was just a small, simple game. He had a simple little house type of thing. I come home and he's got this huge Pikachu. I'm like, how the hell did you do that? That's all simple. And I'm like, I'm like, you had a few little things here and there. Next thing he's got a full inventory. I'm thinking. You little bastard! Did you sign on to the internet? He's like, no, Dad. I'm just playing it offline. I'm like, where? where? Offline, he knows the terms. Right. I'm like, right. I'm like, how did you get all this stuff? You had very little to start, and now you have a Pikachu. Oh, He's like, no, you just, you, I just do this and I do this and do this. I'm like, like I know idea what you're talking about. Just keep going. Yeah, you've got to let him loose in the toy box mode on Infinity if he likes all that building stuff because apparently that's what you can do. Well, he was doing that when I left. Yeah. He was he, had, he was playing with uh, Agent P for the Infinity, nice. and he was playing toy box because he was building town houses and shit like that. I'm like, I'm like, I got no idea what you're doing. <laughs> he'll be I, teaching you. I, I don't doubt it. <laughs> he'll be te- he'll be telling me teaching me shit on that. Oh, like, I don't I'm like, how do you know, how do you know this? I haven't shown it. They just know it. Right. Intuitive. Yeah. Like my guilty obsession when I was a kid was The Sims. We all played The Sims, yeah, right? The Sims, yeah. And um, I was me that mean person that I would invite people over to the house in The Sims, get fireworks, launch them in a room, set the room on fire, then go into my options, delete the, the door, door <laughs> and and I would and the death would come and get the body. I'm like you're not getting the body, so I put a bed over it. I just like, find ways to do all that stuff. That's where my little. My anti-Hitler came out. Disturbing. It's very disturbing. But like you said, though, like my parents would come home, like they would leave yeah. me alone. My brother says they're like, okay, you're playing a game, you have a little house in there, and this big house. Right. But kids nowadays, like your son, he's like doing all these things. Yeah. What's going on? I, I was just, I was dumbfounded at the fact that in the mat, and then now I'm talking about he'd only played it maybe. So my mom picked him up, we'll say 4:30, and I got home around quarter to six because I work late on Fridays. So in a matter of an hour and a half, he had a huge giant Pikachu built, and, he, and, and it was it wasn't just a kid; it was a house. He had the furniture in there. He had it furnished, and he had a chest in there. He had the beds. He had torches all over it. I'm thinking, in an hour and a half, you were able to build this giant Pikachu and furnish it. When two weeks ago you had nothing. 
And then I came home yesterday, he was playing again yesterday because my mom picked him up. Or was it yesterday? No, Friday. I came home and he built a train tracks throughout the entire thing. And I'm thinking, what are you doing? He's got his world. He's all set. That's fine. And I'm, I'm all for it. And like I, I said, I'm, I'm for him being on that stuff and doing that stuff. But I was just dumbfounded at the fact that it was nothing to everything. It's amazing. Maybe it's the start of something. Maybe he'll go to school for architecture. That's perfectly fine. That's what I started to go to school for, and I I loved it, but it was just too involved for me. And I'm I'm kind of a simpleton when it comes to stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, I love architecture. I mean, I used to when I would go away for vacation, I would go we'd go to certain places so I could look at architecture and how buildings were built and stuff like that with my dad. When my dad and I would go on vacation together, because my dad would take three kids on summer vacations. So him and I went to Pittsburgh and we were looking at some old architecture. We went to the, obviously went to the baseball game because that was the reason we were there. But uh, I mean, we, we took pictures of all the buildings and stuff like that just to check it out. So I, I mean, I'm interested in architecture, but it was just the drawing part of it. I mean, it was so meticulous and it was just, I was like, oh my God. I mean, you had to like, you had to be able to tell where the studs were on the wall, the screws you were using for the studs, the nails that you were using. I'm like, really? Yeah, I couldn't They're do that. very way too detail yeah, oriented. So I was just like, I mean, I went up to OCC for it for a semester, and I was like, yep, can't do this. Oh, all right. I took CAD in high school. I couldn't. <laughs> right. And no, see, I, I, would, I was okay with CAD because it was just simply, you need a line that's six inches long. It's connected from this to this one. You chop off the outside of it or whatever you had to do it. To me, it was pretty easy to do it that way. I like AutoCAD better, but having to physically draw it on a huge-ass piece of paper that, I mean, I, when I was at, up at OCC, my final project. We were up at school for 24 straight hours, wow. finishing our projects. Damn. Now, you you say damn, and I agree with you because that was a lot. But the people I was up there with were fantastic because after about six hours up there, there were five of us left, and we decided that we were we were going to be there for the next 18 hours or so, and we needed to start drinking. <laughs> so. One of, the other, one of the other people went out, bought two 30 packs of, I can't remember, I think it might even have been Old Milwaukee or something. Just, <laughs> something. Shiny just, money. yeah, something. It, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't Coors, it wasn't LeBats, it wasn't Top Daddy Ice. Right. Daddy Ice. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it was just something pretty bad. But we stocked our supply cabinet with 60 cases, with 60 beers. And they were gone when, when I decided to leave at 3.30 in the morning. And I left and went home and slept for two hours and went back. And, but yeah, we went up there, we had, you know, 60 beers and we were drinking up there and our teacher came in and was like, just don't get caught. <laughs> and we didn't, but uh, that was after that. I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't spend, you know, 24 hours up here at the time. I just like, I can't do it. So yeah, that's insane. No. Oh, yeah. You need that sort of thing. Like I remember in uh, college, like they always had a dry camp. So it was midterm season or final exams. No. Dry uh, campus. Exactly. The, We're not having the, a dry the, campus. The campus is dry. Maybe the dorm room. <laughs> we would all, like, we would buy 230s and we would play the drinking games in the dorm. Like, all right, knock on the door. He's like, just don't get caught. Don't let me catch you. But, like, we're all stressed. Right. Like you're saying, you're stressed. Yep. You, but you got to unwind a little bit and yep. you have to do it sometimes. Exactly. I just used to call it Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And we're back with our next guest. My name is uh, Salvador Otero. Fantastic. Nice to meet you. We are GeekPod. Um, so tell us about your projects. Well, currently I'm working on a book called Until We Sleep. Uh, it's, a, it's a take on the old Universal's monsters. Um, 
they're just uh, a newer version of them uh, and they're basically fighting the devil and he brings all the corpses that are in cemeteries back to life nice. and that's the premise of the book that's really cool yeah now how many of the monsters are you using are you using uh, all of them? right now we're just using um, a Frankenstein like character um, creature from the Black Lagoon uh, Dracula um, the mummy Necromancer. Oh, cool. So we're just kind of using that, and then we have an angel because we had to get a woman in there. So uh, she's uh, she's actually committed suicide, so she got a second chance as an angel. So it's kind of oh, ironic. That's cool. You know, yeah, they don't they don't let suicides go yeah. to heaven, but she's an angel. So that's really cool. I like that. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Original, like we were talking about earlier, we want original ideas, and that sounds yes. pretty original. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Now you said you're doing like archetypes of the characters. It's not. It's not direct them. adaptation. Right. Because, it's okay. like our, our vampire, instead of sucking blood, he actually sucks characters' powers. Oh, cool. So if he fights a demon that has ultra strength, he can suck the strength out of him. Oh, okay. And then that energy flows through his face, so the reader knows, oh, he has red going through his veins, then he's raging out. I like that. That's really cool. Yeah. Sounds yeah. a little like Roadhouse, a little bit. He's taking his heart out of him. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reach, but I'll give it to you. <laughs> Awesome. And now I see you've got Midnight Eye as well. What's that? Well, Midnight Eye is my personal baby. I've been working on that since 1999. Um, that story is a little bit more personal. Uh, uh, the character is actually the son of a Greek god and a human. Uh, but uh, instead of it being a demigod, uh, I call him a meta-god. Nice. Uh, that's the, the take on the story. And he's basically fighting angels from another planet. Uh, they call Humans call them angels, but they're actually aliens. And so they come to enslave the planet Earth using religion. That's really cool. So he teams up with a team of other atheists to fight religion. I like that. <laughs> that's I pretty good. Yeah. That's like good too. Yeah. 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 So that's the whole premise of it, and all the mythology gets put in it. So you'll see Norse gods. They're kind of like the businessmen in the other realms. Uh, then you have uh, Greek gods who are kind of like, you know, F this, we kind of gave up on the human race. They'll come in the picture every now and then just to, you know, keep up with the main character. But they've kind of like just given up and given Earth to the angels. And so then the angels are kind of like, you know, the devil. And then Lucifer is actually a, a main character. He's actually the good guy. So I like that. <laughs> That's really cool. cool. Yeah. So it, I have fun with it because, you know, it, it's stuff that you wouldn't be able to put on a movie. I put it in a book. So. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's, it's better than making a movie because you have an unlimited budget. I mean, you can do all the, <laughs> the crazy shit you want to do. Definitely. I, I have so much fun with it. So. Now, is this out yet or is it still in the process? I, it's in the process. I'm finally inking it. Yeah, I've had a lot of pencils, editing, the story and stuff like that. But now the inks are almost done and, and it should have it out by next year. Awesome. It's and just working on until we sleep, kind of. <laughs> when is this coming, or is it already out? Until, Until we, sleep we Sleep was uh, originally scheduled for October 31st, Halloween, um, but we kind of missed that deadline, so we're looking at maybe mid-November, and it's, you know, the, the colorist is kind of mm -hmm. behind on stuff, so. That's right. Damn Usually. colorists. I find it. Yeah. Prima donnas. Oh, <laughs> I hope he's listening. Right. <laughs> we can okay. get him. <laughs> And that's through Until We Sleep Comics? Well, it's just UWS Comics. I'm we sorry. had to, No, it's, it's okay. We had to split away from the original publisher because uh, it kind of screwed the writer. And so we were like, well, let's just make our own imprint. 
And so we were like, well, our first book's Until We Sleep, let's just call it UWS, and then we can just have the, the reader just come up with whatever they want for the acronym. So right. <laughs> we thought that'd be fun. <laughs> so walk us through that process. I mean, you're, you guys are literally doing, like, Cradle to the Grave by yourself. Right. Well, the, the biggest problem was, at first, it was just the writer and another penciler who was doing the inking and, and the color. And they got pushed out of this publisher, and they were like, we don't know what to do. The publisher let us keep the name, but we had to redo the story and redo the characters. And then they came to me, and they are like, well, we love your art. We want you to put your own spin on the characters. Because the characters looked really vanilla before. Everyone looked the same. Everyone was the same height. I was like, well, let me make Frankenstein almost look like the Hulk. Huge. Yeah. And don't give vampire fangs because that's been done. Yeah, over and over. You know, the vampire, make him suck on energy. And then uh, instead of a mummy with bands, make him use these strong uh, wires to grab onto things. And then, like, the creature has a diamond on his chest. So when he activates it, he can actually uh, become amphibious or he can become human. So, so we kind of we gave this spin to every character. And then the angel, she could turn her wings into razor blades. Oh, nice. And it's another irony because she slit her throat, so we kind of give her that, give her that edge. Yeah, so. that sounds pretty cool. That sounds really cool. Yeah, have to look out for that when it comes out. So you're saying mid-November? Mid-November, and we're gonna go through Indie Planet first, okay. and then once we get some buzz, we're gonna start Kickstarter to get to publish, uh, to get the books out. Outstanding. Are you gonna try and do a digital version? Well, that's why we want to do Indie Planet, Planet because they offer the digital. Uh, as soon as you do a setup. They give you the, the digital version right off the bat. So. Awesome. I'm not familiar with Indie Planet, so that's. It's kind of like uh, I forgot the other name of it. It's kind of like Kickstarter, but for comics, and they publish. It's kind of like with um, can't think of the name anymore. It's kind of like uh, Comicsology. Oh. Where they cool. offer you the chance to put your book out there, and then if you want a print version, you can buy one. But we also want to have uh, copies on hand because right. the inkers out in Portland, the writers in Maryland. I'm in Rochester, and we're just all over the place, so it's kind of tough. I bet. I can imagine. It's got to be a hard process. Well, we want at least we can split 250 copies between us, and then give the colorist Cam- some. God, can- uh, canvas the whole. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm a professional podcaster. I can't speak. Hey, it happens. T-t-t- today, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> but he, but he, but he, yeah. It's probably the interference again. <laughs> <laughs> So you're a fairly local boy then? Yeah, yeah. Rochester, New York. All, all your life? Or did you... Well, I lived there for, uh, since I was a kid. I moved to Toronto here and there, but I never stayed long enough to really call myself call Canadian. Canadians are pretty cute. Oh, I love Canada. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time since I've been there. A long time since, been since I've been there, too. Cross the border, I'm polite. Come back here, I'm pain in the ass again. <laughs> <laughs> So, where can everybody find you and the comic books when they want to? Well, Until We Sleep, uh, you can find it on Facebook, just type in Until We Sleep, or UWS Comics on Facebook. Uh, you can actually go to my personal uh, art page, is Otero Studios, that's O-T-E-R-O, and uh, there's links on there to go to you know, Until We Sleep and to my personal Facebook. And then, like I said, Indie Planet, we're going to have the book on there uh, mid-November. So. Outstanding, and I will link to all this. That website. That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, any final thoughts for him? Um, how do you get your inspiration with all this? This is all original. I really like these ideas. Like, you want me to pick your brain for a minute? Oh, know. it's all right. Uh, that, that, my, I, I want to be original because every time I read a, a Marvel or DC book, it's always the same crap over and over. I've even stopped 
putting them in my grab bags. Now I've been reading more image stuff and uh, in, indie stuff because I like originality. And you know, if someone goes this way, I'd rather go this way. And you know, it's just go in different directions and, and wow people and controversy sells. So Definitely. that's why I picked religion because that seems to be a hot yeah, button topic these days. Is this going to be like the first book of many? Like after I read your first one, like a two-part question. Sure. Um, I'm going to read the book, and then will it say to be continued to the next book? And how many pages are going to be in the first? Like, well, with until we sleep, the <laughs> first issue is 22 pages, but okay. it serves more of as an opening to the the main villain. Mm -hmm. um, well, with Midnight Eye, it's only going to be 11 parts. It's actually a 12 parter, but the 11 part is actually going to be the fake ending. And in order to get to the true ending, you have to uh, decipher the code in all 11 issues. Okay. So I wanted to try that because it'd be something different, where you know someone's like, "Wait, this is how the story ends," and it's not really. There's actually a 12th issue, and the only way to get to that 12th issue is by deciphering the first 11. I like that. I, I figured that's never been done before. Yeah, and like almost that. get national treasure. So it's like, you're, you're like everyone's going left, and you're just going to go right. Like, I love it. Right up. That's awesome. That's I'm awesome. really excited. Do you have a, and I hope I didn't already ask this, do you have a target for when that one's going to start rolling? Well, Midnight Eye, the first chapter, I want it out by my birthday, which is April 2015. So. I'm April 7th. April birthday. April 18th. I love it. Nice. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> See, we just saw you try to do a handshake and then a pound. And See, it's all good. Remember, you're at a Comic-Con. It's normal to be awkward. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I got muscles, but I'm a geek, you know? I, exactly. Everyone We're thinks I'm into sports, but I, I don't know anything about sports. Right. Yeah. Very little. I, got <laughs> I can tell you up. everything about Superman, but... You're a Superman guy? Yeah. He's an alien, though, man. He's not a Superman. Well, everyone That's thinks I'm an illegal alien, so oh, it works out. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm just messing <laughs> Okay, so there, you just blew my last question. Thanks. I was going to go on to who his favorite character was, so... Well, my favorite character is actually John Constantine. Oh, oh how do you think Keanu Reeves did that? I liked it. I mean, I, I'm not one of these guys that complain about everything. Like, I'll I'll take because my my way of thinking is movies and and TV, they're an adaptation, mm -hmm. so they're not strictly the book. So it's who that whoever wrote it, that's their vision of it. So I'm cool with it. I will <laughs> agree with you 100. percent I've seen a lot of stuff, but his crossbow gun. Like, it, that movie is by far one of my favorite weapons. Oh, yeah, it's cool. pretty badass. It's great. I mean, it, you know, it, it doesn't beat him just smoking a cigarette and yeah. killing somebody, but, <laughs> you know, it's Hollywood. They got to yeah. come up with some sort of offense. <laughs> Constantine, so the new show's coming out. Are you oh, excited about that? I am so psyched. Now, as you can see, Sean Watkins got a thing. <laughs> uh, but one of our other co-hosts who couldn't make it today, we uh, his name's Hugh. We call him Dr. Hugh. He's a huge Constantine guy. So I, I wish we could have got you two together to talk that, but he had to work his real job. <laughs> so, uh, but he's a little apprehensive. He, he's a little concerned. He's afraid it's going to yeah. become like a, a freak of the week kind of thing. It could be. I mean, it, they can also go the supernatural route and have like a freak of the week, but with an over, overarching storyline. Story so. and, and, you know, NBC is kind of hit or miss. They have some of my favorite shows, like Community and Parks and Rec. But it seems to be that's where they... Right. They shine and then their dramas all blow. It's either police procedurals or some stupid. I know this is a Comic Con and all that stuff, but like, there's a show on NBC that I really liked. Did anyone ever hear the show Awake with Jason Isaacs? No. Nope. 
<laughs> it was, uh, and it's not comic books, but like it was like um, he was, was in a car accident, and then um, in one reality, his wife's alive, and then the son's dead. It's like an Inception. Wait a minute, I, I remember seeing. See, a there you go. That. Yeah. It only lasted one season, but it was a really good show. And that's a that's a cool premise. Yeah, it was a different premise, like you said. And they got scared because it was different. But why could you get scared because it's so different? It was really good. Well done. Shows like that belong on HBO and stuff. That seems to be the theme, though. Like if something's like really original like that and it doesn't catch on quick, gone. Cancel. You can't do that. That's not. That's that's disappointing, and that's what scares me with all these superhero shows and stuff that are coming. Like. Constantine, that's why that's kind of on the precipice. I mean, you might get the the supernatural crowd. If you don't, who are they pulling in? And, and, and the nice thing is that, well, it's not nice now, but Supernatural is on Fridays, so they got to fight with Supernatural. Ooh, that's right. So if they're close to each other, then people can change Supernatural and go back to Constantine. So I hope that doesn't hurt the show because I've been dying to see uh, True to Form. What channel is this Constantine on WB? NBC. NBC picked up. And from what I hear is DC is actually trying to do uh, a shared universe with all the TV shows. So that would be kind of cool show Arrow would be pop really up. really cool, but it's, it's kind of a hard feat because they're on, what, three different networks? They have their shows spread over? But as I understand that, and I think you were telling me about it, Gotham and The Flash are already going to cross over. Yes, they are. Um, with a villain, right? The, yeah, um, people out there, Victor Zaz. He's gonna be on um, Flash and Gotham, so that's an easy villain. I know. Yeah, it's easy. <laughs> I know. But with the, what you're explaining, like, I have an angel a knife. With some wings <laughs> and Victor Zaz is like a pity party for you. It's like poof. I have knives. I know. Right. And Whereas Gordon's like, oh, I can't take this guy. Right. Gordon actually has to fight him. Yeah, he has yeah. to. Flash fight. is like seriously. He's not even gonna see me coming. It's done. Just boom. Yeah. Well, I've noticed the first four episodes of Gotham, every time Gordon takes his gun out, he's already drops it. I think in every episode, I'm like, man, this guy has butterfingers. Right. No wonder they made you the commissioner. You can't t you can't fight crime. No, you're right. I like how they're pushing uh, the Penguin, I, and I like how there's no Joker yet. I'm a diehard Bat Batman's my guy, and I'm glad they're not showing the Joker yet. They're just they're easing you into it. I hope they go another route, though, where they pick someone and make him the origin of Joker. Yeah, where, they where then no one expects it. Where it's like, yeah, this guy just shows up as a bit character. Season one, season two, kind of gets crazy and then kind of shows a little. He's playing with some cards. And says, oh, I love the Joker card, and then go that route. No, from what I understand is they're kind of fucking with the audience. Like every episode, they're sprinkling somebody in where they're saying, well, he could be the Joker. Like the first episode with the stand-up comedian, they were saying that that could have been a nod to him. And if that is, I'm gonna be very disappointed because that's the guy from. One of my kids' shows. What is that? The Fresh Beat Band. That's what it's. He, he's on That's what he's from. Yeah. Oh, and no, I'm, no. I'm embarrassed to say that I know that, but I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. So. I hope not. Well, um, I hope not too. <laughs> Paul and I have already talked about it, but I feel like um, at the end of Gotham, at the end of the first season, this is our spoiler alert out there. Uh, Fish Mooney, Jada Pinkett Smith. She's gonna die. I hope so. Cause she she's the worst to. part of the show. She's awful. <laughs> she's painful. It's like uh, every, everything else is very Nolan esque, and then she pops out and she's Schumacher. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I can't. I can't stand it, and, and I hope they kill her off sooner than the last episode. I don't think she's gonna make it through the first season. No, she's yeah. dead. And Penguin, or maybe Falcone will kill her. Oh, it makes sense if Penguin killed her. Yeah, yeah, That'd be yeah. awesome. You had me killed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Not you. laughs> I'm assuming we're talking about Gotham now. Yes. yes. Sean's back. <laughs> I do apologize for having to step away. No, it's all right. Uh, it just, my son is, is sick. My mom's with him right now. But apparently, uh, 
<laughs> he uh, he's having a hard time breathing, wheezing. Uh, he's an asthmatic. So, but apparently it's gotten a lot worse than it has been. So, well, I hope he gets better. Yeah. So I she's know taking how it is. <laughs> she's taking him home to to give him a breathing treatment, and then she's gonna call me after that if he's still bad. I'm gonna have to. I'll have to step away because I'm going to Hey, life, life comes first. Yeah. Absolutely. you got to be a hero. Exactly. <laughs> and, I, and, and, yeah, and I'm, I'm his hero, so, so that'll be there. Anything goes wrong. So. All right. And now we will have to keep everybody appraised of that situation. Too. Yes, <laughs> definitely. So. Well, I, that's, a, that's another thing I like to do, too, is uh, locally in Rochester, I like to go to area hospitals and draw for the kids. Oh, very I started nice. up a little charity where I take sketch covers and just have them pick whatever. The hardest part is getting screened for these hospitals because they don't just let anybody right. in. So now right. I'm in the screening process. Oh, very nice. But it, it, it uh, I can relate because I had asthma as a kid. And, so did I. And it, it's tough. Yeah. It's scary. You can't yeah. do any sports and it's tough. Yeah. You think you're gonna croak yeah. and. Yeah, exactly. I, I remember when, like you, when I was younger, I mean, you get to start having that wheezing attack and you, oh, can't, yeah. you can't get a real good breath, deep breath or something like that, and you just start freaking start out. Freaking out. And it makes it. And to top it off, you do it. It makes it worse. Right. <laughs> you're like. I need to breathe. <laughs> so, but. You can always do the Three Kings like Mark Wahlberg and just puncture it. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. That. No, that was sarcasm. No, I would not do that. <laughs> We're not advocating that. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, any last thoughts? Oh, no. I appreciate you guys having me on. And uh, thank you for, for happy to have you. Still plugging my stuff. Yeah, that's too. <laughs> All right, and on that note, we're going to let him get back to business. Thank you, guys. All right, thank you. <laughs> what is that again? What is this again? That's not a short He is a TIE fighter pilot. Ah. Um, it's a fantastic yeah. costume. It is a fantastic costume. What I, what I like best about those yeah. is the radios they have in the helmets when they talk. Oh, yeah. That's really cool. I like that. I don't know where he's going. He's, he left. He walked well, no, in I, I, He went into I, the operating room. Yeah, but I've seen people going in and coming out of in there. I'm thinking that you may be able to get downstairs. I know there's stairs. There are stairs in there that's just for exit only because we were looking at the department earlier. But I, there is another set of stairs that is farther Further down. 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 I'm wondering if those go downstairs to the to the, uh, the first outside. level of, or first level or whatever for this. And I've seen people go in there and not come out, and then I've seen them go over here. Right. So there's got to be a way to get there. It's like portal. They go in. Yeah, they right. Yeah, portal, ice pack, blue and blue, blue and orange. Oh man. Portal's I've never played good. the game. I've just seen it on. Portal's not bad. Um, Star Wars Episode Seven. What do we first thoughts? What do we think? I'm excited. Yeah. Disney, I, I feel a little sugar in. I don't think they will. That's and cool. honestly, I don't think they can do any worse than George Lucas. I do go six three. I do like Revenge of the Sith, but I like Return of the Jedi the best. You're right. The original three were the best, and then it goes to the prequels. But what do you? What, why do you think it'll be good? And like, because it's. Uh, I think it's going to be well handled. And here's our next guest. We'll we hop right in right now. Way too far away to say hello. All right. <laughs> Hi. So, we have with us. You know, what? I'm going to let you do your own introduction. That's that's how we've been rolling it all day. Okay. Um, Go ahead. I'm Mike Rach. I, I write uh, comics. I write uh, stuff for Legend, Wild Beyonder. I've worked for a lot of different companies: Marvel, DC, Dynamite, uh, IDW. Um, I've been in comics for about 15 years now. So. Which is long, which makes me old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a hell of a guy. He's uh, I, I I would count Mike as a friend of mine. I like him yep. a lot. Good guy. Uh, and does some fantastic work. I'm a huge fan of stuff legends and wild movie on there. 
cool. Thank you. Oh, and you didn't even mention the pack. The pack. Was the pack. I like the pack. Not as many people know about the pack, but I it's a it's werewolves. It's fun. So. How that isn't like a miniseries on TV, I don't know. I I enjoyed awesome. working on it. So I know Teen Wolf does well. So I guess. A, I guess. I don't know. Teen Wolf to me is Michael J. Fox. Yeah, so. I know. Yeah, that's what I was so. thinking when you said Yeah, Teen when Wolf. I said that, no. I'm talking about MTV's Teen Wolf. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's you know, it's you never know what people are going to gravitate to. Right. So. But for the uninitiated, the pack was a werewolf story set in Marcellus. Oh, okay. Oh. It, was, yeah, it was in Marcellus, New York. It was kind of based off of, I, I lived there, I grew up there, and I kind of wanted to do something. Uh, my my thought was that, that I, always wished, I always wished that John Hughes would have done a horror movie. With like characters that people, you know, the the teen characters that everyone loves, right, right. but like with murder and dismemberment, dismemberment and killing. <laughs> it's not guys. very Twilighty. It's very much. No, it's real. Yeah, werewolves. It's what would happen if teenagers, with all their hormones and issues, turned into killing machines uh, and they would kill each other yes. <laughs> so yeah yeah I can so if they if they actually had a chance to turn into werewolves that lost all their all their inhibitions and everything and they would they would end up killing each other and one of the boys um brian foster ends up getting killed he's like the most popular supposedly the most popular kid in school and ends up getting killed in the beginning of the story and we don't know who did it so it's kind of like a murder mystery of werewolves and uh, uh you know, high school relationships gone amok, that type of thing. So, and I highly recommend it. Yeah, it's fun. John Hughes, you're, I'm glad you brought him up. He was probably one of the best directors I've seen ever direct stuff. Like when he did a Breakfast Club, I, oh, went, yeah, I went in seeing. I'm like, oh my gosh, this awesome comedy. It's gonna be good. It's dark. Yeah, but it's very well done. I yeah. really wish he did something twisted like that. Yeah, I wish I couldn't imagine what he would have done with like a horror movie. It would have been like an hour of setup and then horror, and that's what I think yeah. horror movies don't get that right a lot. Right. Not you that I know everything, that. but yeah. you know, right. in my mind, I like to. I want to build up the characters sometimes too much so that when you get to the end everyone's invested everyone cares everyone wants to know you know it's hard it's it's not an easy thing to pull off so you know, it's, uh, but I, I, for me it makes it better when there is a reason to care by the end of the end you story. hope so that's a everyone's these, goal I think yeah. you know but a lot of people fall flat on it it's hard you get to the end of a book you're like okay yeah no you want people to really you want to surprise people a little bit and also make them Make them care enough about some characters that they didn't think they'd care about. To just make them human beings and then make tear them in half. Make them relatable yeah. and then something bad happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, this, so then you feel for the character on top. You hope so. Right, that's exactly. the goal. As a writer, that's always the goal, and you hope the artist is getting that too. So, and Daniel Fasolongo, who worked with me on that, did a good job with that. He was a young artist. He was uh, Alberto Panicelli, who worked on Unknown Soldier and a couple other books. He um. He suggested him for me, and he he hadn't done any work yet. Alberto hadn't, and um, I thought he did a really nice job with it. He's yeah, Italian. We never we've never spoken. Actually, we've just talked over internet or over online online and everything. So and he had to get all the script translated and all that stuff. But he did a really good job. So, nice. I nice love kid. his art. It's, he's got a very dark, like gritty Jay Lee feel. Very like gritty. Yeah yeah. 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 He's getting better. He was getting better all through the project. And everything, so. But Mike, it's hard to say my current Rage. favorite. Oh, I thought you were. I thought, was, I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say it's hard to say his last name. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually what people do. They go racket or ratchet or. You know, Bob it's like Rachel, but without the L. Rachel. I thought you were gonna say that. Sorry, that's okay though. That's why I usually get in interviews. <laughs> uh, no, I, I. 
want to introduce uh, Wild Blue Yonder, and I, I'd love to call it my favorite work you've done, but that's hard to say because I oh, love well, Stuff Legend. That's cool. I love Stuff Legend too. Wild Blue Yonder, I love it. It's uh, it's kind of like Mad Max in the sky. Um, it's set in a world where uh, people can't live on the earth anymore, and they've built these giant air barges um, to move up into the skies, and the people that, the haves, have found a way to get on these air barges and the have-nots basically sit on the earth and develop fuel and all the other things they need for these air barges and slowly all the all the resources have run out and now it's just air barges kind of fighting each other for everything that's left so much so that there's no there's very few bullets there's very few missiles so the planes now actually fly in with jetpack warriors on the back with they have crowbars and axes and things and they actually like attack other air barges like like pirate ships so it's kind of like pirates in the sky and uh the main ship the dawn runs on solar and and hydrogen and different renewable like energies that will never go away and now everyone knows that that ship will last forever so everyone's hunting them and all the other ships are kind of hunting them down so and the, the each ship has like you know there's like 40 people on board so it's like for these 40 50 people fighting against everybody that's coming after them and stuff so it's kind of fun yeah it's a family it's like a family the one of the, the main character cola is a teenager and her mom is the commanding officer her dad was like a pilot that taught her how to be a pilot and she takes these soldiers into battle that are probably going to die and it's kind of like this this idea of like you know these this is your family and you're willing to do anything for them so it's, it's kind of a fun book. Yeah, it's a very fun book. Yeah, and Zach absolutely. Howard is like the greatest artist ever on the planet. I've been pretty lucky, like beyond lucky with the artists I've worked with. But Zach is like, he worked with Joe Hill on The Cape. He did Shaun of the Dead a little bit. He did some other things. But he's, this series is probably, it's, it's, it's unbelievable to look at. Like everything he's done. So. And the last episode, episode. The last, issue, it's okay. the last issue comes out in December. Can't we wait. have five issues out, then it'll be six. And then next year, the hardcover will come out. We're doing a hardcover with all... They'll have scripts in there. They'll have um, uh, black and white art and everything. So it'll be a, it'll be pretty cool. And our colorist, Nelson, is he does a beautiful job. Nelson Daniel. He, did, he draws uh, Judge Stratton. He's like a do-everything guy, but he colors this book. So That's fantastic work. I, I've been following it from the beginning. I pat myself on the back. Right now, but... but I'm and telling you, make the trip around the yeah. corner, go pick it up. Right We've now. only got four four bundles left, so, oh, so hurry. Yeah, <laughs> run, don't walk. One issue one and two sold out. We got to three printings, so it's fun. Zach's really good. He does he did all he does a lot of covers for IDW too. He did um he did all the Judge Red covers, like all the ones with him standing there with a gun that looked cooler than anything. He did a lot of those. He did a lot of GI Joe covers. Some Godzilla covers where like he drew like a coral reef for like six weeks just because he wanted to. Learn. I mean he. He's a little crazy, but in a crazy where it's like a good thing for the art way. But like he just devotes so much time, like he spends days on clouds. And he's just a he's a, he's a genius. He's really good. So. And then let's broach stuff of legend. Stuff of legend. How is uh how is the movie thing coming along? Really well. Um, that we were able to see the screenplay, which was really neat. Um, and it's really well done. The guys, uh, Patrick Melton and, and Dunstan, uh, Marcus Dunstan did a beautiful job on the screenplay. Um, it's different than what we did, but it's different in a way that makes me happy. Like they tried to make it, it's dark. It's still dark, it still has things that uh, are a little scary, a little bit, a little bit will surprise kids. 
make them feel something, which is what we always wanted to do. And uh, Charles is here. Charles is our co-creator and the artist. He's here at the show, which is really cool. He came to Syracuse, which is nice. And he's super talented. Like I said, I've been really lucky with all the artists I've, I've uh, worked with. He just got done working with Joe Hill on uh, Rate, Stephen King's son, Joe Hill, on uh, the book Rate. And, uh, so he's back, and we have volume five and six will come out next year, and then we'll be done. That'll be, that'll be, uh, that'll be the end of that series. There'll be six volumes. No, and that's definite. That's, you're done. You, you have your that's, that's the end of that story. And so are you thinking maybe you could spin off? We might do something direction? else with it. There's, the world is cool. The dark is cool enough. You could do other things with it. So we have ideas where we could do more, but this story is definitely the end of that story, which is fun. Because I've got to assume that Disney doesn't want to see done. Well, they, they're doing one story, so if they wanted to do more, they could do whatever they wanted. You know? So how does the optioning work on there? Do we not go into the business part of it? Uh, they, they optioned it um, for a year and a half, I think, and uh, them and they worked with Mandeville, who uh, is kind of like a company that does work with them. They did like uh, the proposal on a couple of their movies. I'm sure they've done more. This all it's coming to my head right now. Um, but they work right with Disney, and they brought in Pete Candlin, who's a really neat director. He worked with um, the Gorillas on their videos. I don't know if you know who the Gorillas are, but they do a lot of them. It was Blink 182, I think. It was originally Blink 182, not Blink 182. Blur. blur Sorry, yes. Blur. It was Blur, and then they turned into Gorillas, and they kind of used like like cartoon characters to sing and he did some of the videos and he also did the opening to the Beatles rock band um, oh, cool. game Video games. and he did some of that and he also he was brought on he's supposed to be he's attached to like Toad Wild Ride and all sorts of different stuff but right now he's been working on this and he's done he does a lot of commercial stuff he's good like that um, is it way too soon to talk about release dates how no we're not even there yet like they they have the screenplay and they liked it like that's all that we have so far which is really it's still very which is a really cool thing and I like the screenplay and like that I was afraid of and I don't have to sit here and be like I liked it like I'm really I was really happy with it and it was different than what we did but it's I always knew that going in like you can't we have six volumes of comics to like tell our story they have an hour 45 or an hour and a half it's Definitely just you can't do the same thing. But they, they got a lot of stuff in there for like for the hour forty five. There's characters that I thought would never make it in that are in. There's moments that like are completely just like our book, which are really cool. And there's moments that they took moments from our book and shifted them a little bit and, and it is really neat. So uh, it was neat to it was neat. It was neat to read. Now bottom line, Jester's still gonna be a badass. Oh Jester's right? pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> Jester will Jester will do his thing. That's that's important. So Oh, and we haven't talked since we picked them up. Uh, my girls loved their stuff, Chester. Oh, good, awesome. Love yeah, them. everyone loves those. And I, we're we're working with um with uh, Skeleton Crew on doing. Um, they do a lot of the the busts and things and different things for like Lock and Key and Mouse Guard and uh, Hellboy and, and Chew. They bought. They have the. They're working with us to do a Jester bust, awesome. which will be cool, and some other busts, which will be neat. And they do like they choose who they work with, so we were psyched that they wanted to work with us. And to be in the company of those those properties is like, you know, those are all big time, like Mouse Guard and Lock and Key. It's it's just it's nice to be part of that group. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so what's on the horizon? What's the next project? Um, right now I'm working on Stuff of Legend Volume Five. I just finished up a, a Chaos Comics Smiley one-shot, which is definitely different than what I've ever done before. That's the button that, that uh, Evil Ernie wears. Yeah. So I did. I 
I worked on his origin. I created his origin for them, which was neat um, and different. I just did a little eight-page Army of Darkness story for their upcoming anniversary issue, um, which I, I loved working on Army of Darkness. Um, I said Stuff a Legend. Tree Mail, I'm working on with Brian Smith, who's my co-writer on and co-creator on Stuff a Legend. He's also an amazing artist. We're doing Tree Mail. Uh, Tree Mail is about a, a tree frog named Rudy whose dream is to be a delivery bird. And he's the most positive, energetic go-getter ever. And he just basically annoys everyone he's around at all times. Um, but he inspires other people to kind of try to do things they maybe haven't ever done before. It's an all-ages title, kind of like in a SpongeBob type way, where it's like, it's funny to kids because it's crazy and then parents can kind of still get some there's some other humor that's more for the adults too. yeah and then um zach and i are planning on following up uh wild beyonder with a book called buck which is kind of like a it's it's, it's kind of like a conan the barbarian with rabbits um there's a group of rabbits who are very peaceful and and, and they've they've gone into hiding and just have embraced a peaceful way but they they had a before that they had an army of rabbits who were like this really badass army and would go out and kill things and do stuff and they disappeared and never came back and buck is the son of the leader of that group alton and everyone kind of blames him for the fact that all the every all the men are gone so they're all orphans living in this peaceful place and and the ferret horde who's been chasing them forever finally finds them and now Buck has to kind of decide how he's going to help defend what's left of the rabbit race and decide if he's going to embrace what his father was, which was this warrior, or if they stay peaceful or, or how it does. This kind of kind of deals with some things about like how we respect the military and how people choose different paths in life and how it's important to have the military, like it's important to have people that choose to defend us just like it's important to have people that choose to embrace peace and how these things can come together and kind of, you know, it's kind of like, a, it's it's an, it's an all ages book with a little bit of what I do and stuff, legend and things like that. So, and that's through um, the company I co-founded, Noble Transmission, which Noble Transmission, Austin Harrison is part of that too. He's like, a, he works in Hollywood and does a lot of things. He's great with story. He, um, we put it together, me and Zach and Austin and the books we have so far are Buck, uh, Wild Beyonder and Tree Mill. Like those are three books we're doing together. Awesome. So. And so if the listeners, where do they want to, where can they find you? Uh, I'm on Facebook, um, tw Twitter. We have a Noble Transmission Facebook page. We have a Stuff a Legend page, Third, uh, Third World page. You know, all those types of things. Fantastic. Mostly on Facebook and stuff. That's I don't have my own page because I'm lazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm on Twitter where I talk once in a while. Fantastic. So. Well, all right. I don't want to keep you for too long. I want to. It was fun. You do your thing. Yeah. Thank well, you very much for again. talking. Thank you. My Thanks, pleasure. guys. Thanks, Thanks for meeting you. Nice meeting you. Thank you. Hope that didn't blather on too long. No. <laughs> all right, and we are back in. All right, and I'm hearing that uh, Jack and Mike. Sorry, I have Brain terrible, fart. awful gaps. I do it all the time. We get those days. Yeah, but they're uh, they're gonna bow out for the day. They're gonna go out, enjoy the con, enjoy the rest of uh, your prize, your winning. Well, thank you for having us, and it was a blast. And hopefully, we'll do it again real soon. Definitely, love to have you guys on again. Talk more TV, movies, long walks on the beach. <laughs> it all sounds good. Thank you. I gotta say, I definitely, uh, definitely enjoy this. Listen, to you guys, uh, I'll have to listen more. Um, definitely, Jack can point you in the right direction. Pick one of the cards; it gets you right to the, uh, the 
the site. Because right. I still can't talk. <laughs> and on that note, I think we're going to end part one of this podcast. Tune in next week when we start part two. And on that note, mega by me, bitches. This has been a Geek Pod Network production. If you're enjoying us, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and follow us everywhere. On Twitter, at GeekPod, G33KPOD. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash geekpod. Want to get in touch with us? Email us at contribute at geekpod.com.